Welcome to Space Nerds, your source for intergalactic science fiction and science fact. Engines primed, engage! Hey, hey, this is Alexandria. I'm Jane Smith. And I'm Douglas Gale. And I will be bringing you Space News, Star Trek, Duck Space Nine, Firefly, Black Mirror, and probably superhero stuff. Dystopian fiction! Who's excited? I'm Jesse Mercury, and I'll be your constant cosmic companion, bringing you the weekly space news and sitting down with these amazing friends to talk about science fiction. We are Space Nerds! What's up, Space Nerds? Welcome to the show. We have so much to talk about today. Elon Musk is sending a million people to Mars, and you could be one of them. Plus, we're talking about Star Trek Deep Space Nine, two episodes from season one, Passenger, and Move Along Home. Ala Moraine, that's right. One of my favorite episodes that everybody hates. Uh, okay. So, Alexandria and Andy and I are actually all hanging out tonight, and we thought it might be fun to do a space news all together while we're all hanging out tonight. So, I have warned them that I'm going to use the teleporter. I know sometimes I like to surprise people with that, but this time I've actually warned them both. And uh, we're going to go ahead and beam in Andy and Alexandria and get the space news started. So, here we go. So, then I said, just give me some cheeky tendies oh, in the shape of dinosaurs. Died. Wait, hold on. <laughs> what? Ugh. I told you. Again. I, I, Again. This we, is inappropriate. We were having girl time. We were okay. talking about nuggies. Chicky tendies. We talked of, I warned you. <laughs> but we didn't know when. You I didn't asked. give us a specific time. Well, I can only go so far. This is terrible. Listen. So he takes advantage of the fact that we were just going to be ready. We could have been butt-ass naked. We usually butt-ass are when we hang out. Truth. You are? No, yeah, not no. yet. But it could happen. What she said. Well... <laughs> You know what? I can only prepare for so much. Okay. Listen, I, at least I asked this time. Sporadic nudity is a real concern ask, when it comes last time to he did not ask. And I did. it was, oh, you got to get highly, permission. Highly interruptive of my day. I did it to Doug and he was soaking wet. It no was very way. strange. I How never found out why. Wet? I don't know. That's disgusting. Yeah. He, I'm, well. Oh. Maybe he was in a bath. So he wasn't naked though. No. Huh. Maybe he was in the washing rain? his clothes. It has been very rainy. With them on. Maybe he just felt the beaming <laughs> happen and he just grabbed the clothes out the washing yeah. machine and just yeah. threw them on. He knows what he's doing. I don't question. Maybe okay. he was yeah. in a, a sauna. Maybe. Ew. So he's going sweat. He said dripping wet. I mean, well. he didn't smell bad. Oh, well, that's lovely. Maybe his sweat. Hi, Doug. Oh, <laughs> I'm glad we've, we've, we've discussed these topics. Well, okay. Are so we going to do, do we're we even need to do a space news? Oh, I that's right. Space news. Space news. That's right. He said he was going to beam us in for a space news. Hell yeah. I did. So I totally ready. said that. Sometimes time flies when. Uh, sometimes. Time flies. Time flies. <laughs> when I'm hanging out with Andy. That's it. Yeah. We'll oh. get back to the chicken nuggies or tendies. Tendies. Later. We'll get back to the chicken nuggies. <laughs> yeah. All right. Are you all ready for some space news? Yeah. Let's go. Space news. Okay. Uh, this is from businessinsider.com, which is a new source for space news for Interesting. us. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. But this article really caught my eye. Okay. All right. Seems legit. Elon Musk <laughs> says he plans to send 1 million people to Mars by 2050 <laughs> by launching three Starship rockets every day and creating, quote, a lot of jobs on the red planet. Job. Okay. Yeah. First of all, 30 years? That's very fast. Second of all, does he have a plan once they get there? What's going to happen? Let's find out. Let's find out. Third of all, that was just the name of the article. That is a long ass (laughs) name of an article. 
I don't know what they're doing over at Business Insider, but let's get into this. Yeah, wow. In a series of tweets on Thursday, Elon Musk revealed new details about his plan to build a city of one million people on Mars by 2050. Wow. Musk said he hopes to build 1,000 starships, the towering and ostensibly fully reusable spaceship that SpaceX is developing in South Texas over 10 years. That's 100 starships per year. Motherfucker's going to make 100 starships per year. This seems... Can I ask the difference between a starship and a spaceship? Ooh. Um, Good question. The people want to know. I don't think that there's a difference. Okay. Great. I think a starship is a spaceship. Tomato, tomato. And a spaceship is a starship. Yeah. Okay. Uh, eventually, Musk added, the goal is to launch an average of three starships per day and make the trip to Mars available to anybody. <laughs> needs uh. to be such, this is a quote from Elon Musk, needs to be such that anyone can go if they want, with loans available for those who don't have money. <laughs> who just okay, don't wait, have wait, any wait, money. Wait, time, 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 time. Yeah. He is going to make these ships starting in 2050 or he's planning to send the people in 2050 so he has to start making them i don't know yesterday um yeah yeah i'm not really sure he wants to build a city of one million people on mars by 2050 so Uh by 2050 he wants to have a million people on mars and he goes on to say that there will be a lot of jobs on mars um (laughs) well there will be there would be a lot right if you consider like our any of our dystopian you know things that are uh, templates that have gone before us like there would be tons of jobs to be done in mars if you're going to live there right all the jobs all the jobs need to be done yeah like all of them so that sounds like a lot of jobs sure but also are these one million people all of working age are they all clamoring for jobs also are there babies is there any (laughs) current are there babies is a great question are there babies secondly because those people are people that don't have money and babies. also, like, babies... Babies have no... Well, I don't money. want babies on Unless Mars. they're a young lord. <laughs> true, yes. true, true, true. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. But here's my question. Is this, has there been, like... Maybe I'm just really out of the loop with space progress, but making Mars a livable climate, is that something that is within the near... I mean, that's the thing about this is, like, no one's done that yet. Like, no one... <laughs> He's, like, planning how to get... To yeah. a place that isn't a place yet. Yeah, he's a real dreamer. Yeah, he is. Th- that I mean, Elon well, Musk. you know what they say, shoot for the moon and you'll land among <laughs> the stars. Oh. Bless oh, you. That was a real interesting in. noise. So <laughs> and then I trampled all over oh, your joke. Oh, it was joke. a stupid so joke. It was probably for the best, really. I discovered something. Um, they've capitalized starships. Apparently, starship is the name of the rocket that he's making. Wow. An illustration of SpaceX's See? planned starship mm, I'm rockets. I'm my nose, listeners. She knew, <laughs> she knew that it was a difference. So, okay, starship. Starship is the brand name of the spaceship that will be yeah. taken. Okay. Uh, yes. Let's, re- let's, let's learn a little more about what he's planning here. <laughs> let's y'all, learn y'all. more. About getting them heifers to Mars. Give them heifers up yeah, in the Mars. how do we get them there? Starship, if realized as designed, would be the most powerful launch system ever created. Each launch would pack enough thrust to send more than 100 tons, mm-hmm. um, about seven fully loaded school buses worth of mass, wow. and 100 people into orbit at a time. Uh-huh. And nothing like that has ever been done right. in the history of humanity. Sure. Like this, this, None of this has been is proven technology. This is just what Elon Musk is trying to make happen. Yeah. Musk didn't specify what exactly the rockets would need to carry to Mars, but a lot of food, water, building materials, tools, and advanced life support systems are a given. Mm-hmm. Thus, he estimated he would need a whole fleet of starships to build a permanent settlement. 
Uh, megatons per year to orbit are needed for life to become multiplanetary. He tweeted on Thursday. So we've been actually we've been learning a lot on the space news about um, living on other planets. True, growing meat. Yeah, like space grown meat and like eating lighting, crickets and all that stuff. Fluorescent lighting for the for the greenhouses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we're mm-hmm. not there yet. I mean, none of this is proven technology. This is just yeah. you know. I, this is really interesting because we have like the privatized space race going on right now mm-hmm. with these companies of you know I roll billionaires. My eyes for anyone uh, yeah. who wants to know. I think the mic could hear that eye roll because it was so loud. <laughs> um, and then we also have NASA sending people to the moon to for the Artemis missions to like set up home base on the moon and kind of prove the technologies that they'd need to live on Mars. But again, not even NASA has done this yet. Like lived on it. No one has lived on another planet. Like we've sent Can people to the moon say, very briefly, but that's it. I'm always the negative Nancy, but may I pose a negative Nancy question? Hit me. Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. Why use that C word that, you know, I love so much Mars colonized, colonized, colonized yeah. Mars. Oh, it's like Mars starts when, with an M. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not when a we have speller, like but. seriously Earth going to waste right now, mm-hmm. I think that's why actually is yeah. they go and like get I off this planet and go make the planet terrible. The I don't no know return. if I'm right about this, but my impression of Elon Musk is that he is worried that Earth will become uninhabitable uh, pretty quickly. Yeah, and he wants to, uh, he wants to have this in his mind idealistic society on a new planet where things will be better. I, mm. That's my impression. I don't know if I'm right or wrong about that. Here's what I wonder, because I wonder about the the place of, I always wonder about the place of, like, me and these sort of things. Like, do you think black people are going to go to Mars? Personal opinion, go. Personal opinion? Yeah. I mean, I I sure hope so. (laughs) I hope that... Because it sounds like a world was like, we're going to leave all the people that we do not like behind on this earth, and we're going to go to Mars, and we're going to say... I mean, that's a legit but question. But the people like, we don't like, like, maybe those are like, the what racist are the dem- white people. <laughs> but, yeah. but do you know what I mean? But the racist white people. Well, those are the people that we don't like. Right now. Yeah. yeah, but, but that, that is an right. interesting you know aspect I mean? he was saying about um, that mo- trying to make it so money isn't An a, fa- o- a factor, factor so that even the non-people could go. So babies. Non-people. Babies. <laughs> but he was, and babies. was he saying, what did he say? Not scholarships. What did he say? Uh, Let's see. Grants. Grants. What did he say? Budgets, funding, um, funding, loans, Lo- loans. Oh, but then you got so. A but then you got. Then you owe your life yeah, to Elon Musk. Do, yeah. I mean, there's so oh, much. No, this this is fascinating sketchy. to me. Yeah. This is this is. There's so much about this that's unknown. Yeah. But okay, check this out. Um, Musk said a new Starship prototype may launch before the end of March. Before the end of March, like they are testing ships now. I'm sorry to go. Where? Oh, the end of March is in 2020. Yeah. Okay, here. Oh, there's more. First flight is hopefully two to three months away. Oh Musk tweeted on December 27th. Flight to Mars? No, no, no. Just into into space. Okay. Uh, the development of the prototype hit delays after an accidental explosion during a fuel tank pressurization test on November 20th, which blew the top off SpaceX's first 16-story Starship prototype. Wow. So they're like doing this shit. Like this is happening. This is crazy. I... Wow. <laughs> I mean, sure. Musk said in September... I'm skipping some of this article. Musk said in September that he hoped to launch a starship into orbit by mid-2020 and maybe even fly a person in it before the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're going. Um, however, all of those statements came before the starship prototype explosion. <gasps> and there's regulatory... <laughs> 
<laughs> regulatory hurdles and all sorts of stuff. Um, helping to pay for this is why I'm accumulating assets on Earth, Musk tweeted on Thursday. So there's not really any details here about the logistics of this, mm-hmm. like like who gets to go. Mm-hmm. Um, because if we're building a new society on another planet, if it's only available to the wealthy, that's obviously a huge issue, but it sounds like that's not the case. You can apply for loans, but then... Who's checking the loans? Who's getting approved for loans? This, like, yeah, what's the right, deal? Right, this is not. Right. Dan, I'm always a negative Nancy when no, it comes to space. No, do it. Hit me. Yeah, it just doesn't. Be I'm yourself. So skeptical. Good. Be skeptical. I'm so like, this doesn't make. It yeah. sounds so frivolous. And But also, you know what it sounds? It sounds American. It sounds <laughs> so American to be like, I'm going to take a loan out to go to Mars. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. so right? yeah per- so that i could take the perfect instagram photo uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah i don't get all the likes i would like move to move there yeah you have to move there if you go right you don't just go to a vacation oh, get- i'm not sure uh, wi-fi like come on y'all. oh yeah who's going to mars well so i mean I, yeah over, it, this, and- this is this raises more questions yeah. than answers for yeah, sure it does it yeah does, for it sure does. because if we're building a new society on mars that are all in debt to elon musk what wow is that Right. You know? Is he like the king of Mars? Uh, he's the fucking emperor Lord. of Mars. The Lord of Mars. <laughs> see, Lord like, Musk of Mars. Lord of Mars. Yeah. I would like to propose that if we are moving to a different planet, uh, if people are signing up to go live on a different planet and begin a new society, mm-hmm. that shit should be free. Hello, you should not, what he said. Uh, you should not have to pay Elon Musk to take you to your new life on a new planet. Right. That should be free. That's... Right. That's just my feeling. I don't know, but I mean, if Elon Musk is developing this technology, he's he's building all of the, or he's building up all of his assets on Earth so yeah. he can build a new civilization but on he a new planet. Need that money. Like why? Yeah, exactly. Like why does he need you to pay for a ticket? Like why is he giving you loans? Like what? I don't know. I don't understand. I I yeah. I don't know. Business Insider says the yeah. Says, but that, says it. that yeah that Business Insider that's also an interesting. They're inside the business. They're in it. But, I mean, who knows? I mean, this is just one man tweeting, and that's kind of what this news report is about. But that man also owns this this giant company that is building and testing spaceships right now. Yeah, it's right now. how much Twitter has really had a lot to do with men making big decisions. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of disturbing. But, I mean, this raises the big question. How do we feel about people moving to Mars to start a new society? Let's take Elon Musk out of the equation. Let's take let's take the loans. Okay. Are we taking global warming out of the equation? No. Global warming is very much in the equation mm-hmm. because that's one of the main reasons. I mean, Mars is like an inhospitable atmosphere. Like yeah. Mars is mm-hmm. not ready for humans to live on it. So mm-hmm. we don't have terraforming technology yet. We can assume that we're going to be living either like underground oh, or in so domes or caves or stuff like that. You really have to read the book series that I have been reading so that I can Okay. Have, so that I need something can, to read. Yeah. You need to read because it's about living on Mars and I think All it's right. fantastic. Uh, T- you've told me so many times. Tell me again. It's called Red Rising. Red Rising. Yes. Well, so what do we think about that? I think... I don't know. I mean, I'm probably not here for it. I'm probably going to stay down here and see if the sun swells and swallows us whole and <laughs> and get really tan while the sun does it. And uh, I'm black, by the way, if nobody knows. Um, <laughs> you? What? Um, what? You don't sound black. Um, what? <laughs> sorry. No, no. You're, you're so good. I just love um, you so much. But... 
I don't know, man. Something rubs me the wrong way. Ma- yeah. ru- you know, I can't even speak about it. It just yeah. it gets me all framboozled. Yeah. I just, I just don't think. I don't think it's a. I don't think. No. I have no issue with people making that choice for themselves to yeah. go to Mars. A million people on Mars, though. I mean, this is not just like learning how to live on another planet, this like is we've what, talked Seattle? about. Seattle. How many people live in Seattle? I'd have no idea. I'm gonna Google it. ABG, hit us with it. Yeah, I mean, this is this is a million people is a new civilization. You know, and like, yeah. And then, are they Martians? Are they humans? You know, like, what what are they at that point? Like, well, watch I think watch the humans. expanse. Well, the, sure, they're still human, but like on, on the expanse, the people that live on Mars are are Martians, and the people that live in the asteroid belt are Belters. Yeah. And the people on Earth are. But I think Martian is an equivalent to human. Like, I think yeah, Martian I mean, is equivalent yeah. to Washingtonian. Sure, and they're all human, <laughs> but but the the political and social divide of uh-huh. living on different planets becomes massive on this show. Yeah. And I think that that is prescient for oh, what would okay. happen. Sure. That was way off. It's fine. What? Uh, the population of Seattle in 2019 was 3,406,000. Okay. So, oh, wow, wow. But a, still, a third of Seattle up on the... Up that's on the, a lot. That's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Like, Seattle's a, a, you know, as far as big cities go, it's like a medium-sized city, but there's a lot of people here, you know? Like, a third of Seattle is a significant population. But then think about the fact that it's a third of Seattle on an entire world. Yeah. You know? Like, instead yeah. of just in one little city. A little, a little blip of people living on a whole mm-hmm. sphere. Yeah. But maybe, let's say, they live in New Seattle on Mars. And then New Seattle is the one safe habitat. And then there's just this wasteland on the rest yeah. of this planet. Like, I mean, I've spent a lot of time thinking about this. So, I can, I can kind of put my brain <laughs> into it. Would you be it. one of those people who's like, today, I go beyond the borders today they put the barricades up but today's the day that i dig underneath them so i can find what lies on the other side are you just making this shit up yes this is good thank you this is very but is good. That, are you one of those people that would be like out there Oof. exploring i mean and like you know risking potential like death and things and radiation and harm and i don't know what mars has on this planet but i just feel like it's a whole bunch of bad stuff stepping foot mm-hmm. on another planet is a lifelong dream of mine yeah it's something i've always dreamt about like i've i've stood on a glacier almost made a really morbid joke there but then it was too much so i'm not going to (laughs) like literally because i was gonna be like oh cool 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 but (laughs) like i've stood on a glacier in alaska and it felt like standing on another planet and it was like Mm -hmm. mind-blowingly awesome yeah and i i mean just to see earth from orbit like we've talked about how much i want to do that but to go visit a colony of humans living on another planet would be beyond my wildest dreams would you want to go but would you want to go visit us on mars well i don't want you guys to move to mars without me would you want to move to mars i don't think i would because you're giving up nature Mm -hmm. there is no nature on mars Mm -hmm. there's no there's no well there is but there's a it's, 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 it's ooh, it's its own kind yeah well it's like homogenous red rock there's which is beautiful. But Don't you discredit be homogenous <laughs> red rock. But you wouldn't no, be yeah. able to just walk amongst the rock. Right. That's right. A, you got to like yeah. have a spacesuit on to go outside. Like You're there's right. no communion mm-hmm. with nature. Right. The way that there is on Earth, where you can, like, I mean, I don't do it as often as I would like, but Same. every once in a while I'll go like out in the woods and be like, nature's incredible. Nature is incredible. Right. And like we live on the most wonderful, verdant I think, planet in our solar system. I think you're touching on something that mm-hmm. beyond. Like my negative Nancy, everybody's racist. Why would I go live up there with them? Yeah. I haven't seen so many parts of this earth yet. Sure. Mm. There's yeah. so much there's so much I want to do and see yeah. that I still have not yet done 
nor mm-hmm. seen. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. I and I feel like I I can't fathom wanting to go to Mars when I haven't been to Europe. Sure. Yeah. I want to go to Africa. Yeah. Like, I want to do what I mean. Absolutely. I, wanna, I, I would love mean. to go to Australia. Sure. I want to see yeah. the pyramids. I want to see the great wonders. I want to see yeah. all the yeah. things. Yeah. Absolutely. And I and I feel like maybe if I do all those, then mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's see Mars. So maybe <laughs> yeah. that's why it's easy for someone like Elon Musk who yeah. has the means to just bounce back and forth and go wherever he wants. Yeah. That would be like, cool. Let's go to Mars now because right. to him the world is so small and to me it's still so vast. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that something that a lot of people forget is that if we have the technology to live on Mars, then we probably have the technology to live on a climate wrecked Earth. Like, hello? Yeah. Like, why? Yeah. If, if we have to live underground and eat That's crickets real. on Mars, why not do that here? Yeah. <laughs> and then you don't have to pull out a loan with the Bank of Musk, you know? Yeah, that's so true. The bank of Musk. <laughs> yeah. Which totally brought up a different uh, vision in my brain. The bank of Musk. <laughs> I would actually not like to go in there. Yeah. Thanks. I don't know. I mean, the, the whole thing is <laughs> fascinating to me. I like. We've always lived in a world where, like, the space agency was the only way. Yeah. And mm-hmm. now there's, like, these privatized agencies. Yeah. And sure, there's, like, some work happening across those lines, but... The the idea that one man could build a corporation that could send a million people to another planet to live is mind blowing, mm-hmm. and that could happen within our lifetimes. Like he's talking about thirty, 30 years. We're we're thirty. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you are thirty plus. But we are <laughs> well. We're thirty. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> never, Andy. They I don't mean, need to know. Just a little under thirty. But you're right. You're right. Yeah. We're no. It's it's. It could. We could be. We could be seeing some really like dope yeah. things happen down the line. And I can't imagine being 65 years old and being like, I'm moving to Mars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to tell my kids to get off my lawn. I'm yeah. going to Mars. I'm going to live in a mushroom house on <laughs> That's Mars. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I could see you doing that, though. I actually don't think you're going to be. I don't know why I assume that 65 is that old. Yeah, it's really not. It's not. It's no. not at all. Yeah. No, so but. you wouldn't be out, out on a walk or just, <laughs> just strolling the red I mean, rock of Mars. The way you talk about old me now, I'm already that it's old. It's true. You are. <laughs> <laughs> like I would like to go have some fun. What do you think about fun, Andy? <laughs> That's our life. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm just a little. I'm a little mind blown by the whole thing. I think yeah, it's, it is I think it's dope. I just again, like I start to think about what if we have the technology to move to Mars. Mm-hmm. What are we not doing for our current Earth that we could be doing? Mm-hmm. A whole hell of a lot. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. I think about so many downtrodden folk that yeah. could be helped. And we're not thinking yeah. about the help helping of the people. We're right. thinking about leaving of the people, right? To, yeah. For for the sake of trailblazing, which is like, it's a beautiful thing, and I think it's worth making history. But I'm also just like, ah, I want us to be cool. Like I want us to be yeah. a, a civilization that's for people and for yeah life and for this earth and for this planet. And it's it's really wild. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I hear you. And I, I don't actually sure. think that that's a negative Nancy point of view. No. no, it is because it's always like, uh, he's not Andy. I'm pointing at Jesse saying Andy. <laughs> Jesse's always like, yeah, like, what? This is so cool. We're going to be able to do this. And I'm like, if we can do that, we can feed people. Like, <laughs> right. like that's my first. If we can do that, why are people still dying from cancer? Like, yeah, that's still yeah. my jam. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then I also recognize that cancer is a billion dollar industry, so it's probably not going to go anywhere for a while. Ugh. But, um, like, it's just... I, I always think about that. I always think mm-hmm. about the 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 folk we could be helping, and mm-hmm. yeah, and it makes me feel really negatively, Nancy. But I love that there's like hopeful dreamers like Jesse out there who make me feel hopeful. 
Well, yeah. this is a weird one for me because, like, this is a news article that made me kind take of take out a loan. <laughs> this whole article made me a little uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, th- this isn't one one billionaire setting up a new life for humanity is not what I have in mind. Mm. You know, like taking out a loan to go live on another world is not what I have in mind. Um, but that being said, like, you know, and me saying that I wouldn't want to live on Mars, I do want to live on the Starship Enterprise, and there's no, there's no nature there but they do have a badass holodeck but that's all fictional so i mean (laughs) you said it i i heard it and i registered it and then i thought he must have said holiday but he didn't no okay great (laughs) thank you um but yeah i i don't like i don't like this idea that that you're like moving to a new planet Mm -hmm. where that where you're basically giving this one man Mm-hmm. your allegiance you know yeah. like you're kind of electing him ruler mm-hmm. just by taking out this loan to go yeah. there's something there's something that feels wrong about that to how me how much is that i mean and that doesn't make any sense i have student loan debt that i'm trying to get out from underneath mm-hmm. yeah i could not imagine putting a loan to go to that sounds so frivolous mm. it sounds so american it sounds yeah. so american like i'm here i am living already above my means Cool, 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 cool. What? We're going to Mars? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need a loan. Yeah, yeah, I need yeah. to, because I need to be there. It's a fire festival. Yeah. It's the fire festival. Yeah, yeah, I need yeah, to be there. Yeah. I need to be in the number to be on Mars. Well, let's look at it from this point of view. Like, what if your life here sucks? Like, what if you don't have a job? Like, you don't have prospects. You don't have a family. And all of a sudden, this opportunity comes up where you can get a loan to go live on a new planet and be the part of a new civilization, like the founding member building something new for humanity i mean there's a lot that's exciting about that but if you can't get a job here what makes you think you're gonna get a job on mars because because they need they're only a third of seattle there's so many jobs (laughs) (laughs) so many jobs no that makes sense yeah yeah i can i can see that and i i kind of agree with both of perspectives though like i think for some people it could be dangerous uh, like in terms of escaping their life here and maybe they need to face their life here and like i wonder also i wonder what the vetting process is yeah that's huge and you, you know, know i mean alexander you pointed out something massive that i hadn't even considered is like what is the demographic of who's going yes that's yeah. what i'm saying yeah. exactly like, like if we're starting a new civilization is it and yeah it's got we've got to represent the demographic of the world mm-hmm. you know not just of the, not just america no not just yeah, america yeah. not even just like a state in america yep. like of the world yeah if if we're gonna continue humanity and become multi-planetary we've got to recognize what makes humanity yeah great for sure and what does and what makes it great is all our differences you know like what, what makes it great is like the wide variety of culture and people that we have that we don't appreciate already on this planet like we got to learn to appreciate that if we're going to spread that to another planet yeah otherwise we're just going to spread our hatred and our bigotry and like that is not what i want mm-hmm. yeah and that's and the that's space the space news. news and that's the space news now let's go talk about chicken nuggies that and chicken really <laughs> oh my gosh have you ever noticed how big jesse's fingers are i mean hot cha cha am i right what are we talking about <laughs> I'm beaming you both out of here. No! <laughs> Space News! All right, folks. It is Doug Space Nine time. So this episode of Doug Space Nine was originally live streamed on YouTube on November 16th, 2018. So a little over a year ago. 
and it features Douglas Gale and myself talking about Star Trek Deep Space Nine episodes eight and nine from season one, The Passenger and Move Along Home. So if you want to catch a future Doug Space Nine live stream, be sure to subscribe on YouTube at youtube.com slash Jesse Mercury Sci-Fi. If you are subscribed already, you may have noticed that we haven't done a Doug Space Nine live stream for quite a while. So I just wanted to address that real quick, let you know what's happening with that, because I've actually had a couple of people ask me, when is Doug Space Nine coming back? Which makes me so happy, because it is coming back eventually, and I, and I love it, and I'm so happy that people enjoy it as well. Uh, but the story behind that is that right now we are actually putting out two episodes a week of the Space Nerds podcast, because we are also covering Star Trek Picard. And I just can't wait to talk about Picard. I mean, we're meeting the day it comes out and chatting about it with our new Space Nerds Star Trek Club featuring Doug, Andy, and Sarah, and of course myself. So uh, while we're doing that, we just felt like we didn't want to do a Doug Space Nine live stream. On top of that, it's just too much to do at one time. So, I mean, Doug is already coming over like at least once a week to chat with me about nerdy shit. So once Picard is over, we're going to get back to doing the Doug Space Nine live streams. Uh, But until that happens, we're also going to continue to put out the old live streams here on the podcast for us to listen to. Okay, let's get into Doug Space Nine. All right. So I know I know only children start on Shap One, but... (laughs) Can we start on Shap 1? <laughs> yes, we'll be on Shap 1. Shap 1! <laughs> All right. Boom! Hello! Bum, 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 bum. Bum, 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 bum. Dog Space Nine. Look, it is bum, a bum, dog bum, bum. right here. Miles, bum, say hello. Bum, bum, bum. Miles. <laughs> I'm nervous because Miles does sometimes snip. He does, yeah. Miles. Miles must suffer. My favorite episode is Move Along Home. It's so good. <laughs> Hello. Are we live? Is it working? I think it's I working. Think so. What's up? We got Amanda. We got Adam. We got Doug in the chat. <laughs> Am I still? Does it still show me as in the chat? I think so. I can't. If I have the if I have the YouTube all the YouTube. Mm. If I have YouTube, the app on my phone, then it, we get that weird delay echo. Like, we hear us talk through that. Oh, right, right, right. And it's just horrible. Yeah. I don't it's know why so I can't confusing. just chat, like, well, I guess because it's under your name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would say some. <laughs> I would throw you under the bus. Uh, you know what? I'm used to it. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, what's up, William? Congrats. How's That's exciting. Going? So we got this new setup, Doug. This is a different program. Hey, Slazinski, Blue Ass Gamer, what's up, my friends? So we can have this view or we can have this view. Oh, yeah. Uh, this, we can see our notifications. Mm. Uh, or this, we can just see our big faces. See our big faces. Yeah. What you, do you think? What do you doesn't prefer? matter to me, man. I'm barely paying attention. <laughs> okay. Well, let's try this. Uh, I won't spend the whole time staring at myself. <laughs> I showed up at like 3.01, so you can't have me be responsible for choices. <laughs> big faces, yeah. Hey, what's up, James? Welcome, everybody. All right, you guys. Very exciting week this week. We're talking about... Uh, one of the worst and one of the best episodes, in my opinion, so far. Uh, <laughs> which is which? It's the same Who episode. Knows? It's. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, we're talking about the passenger and move along home. <laughs> and uh, Miles is here, sitting in my lap, looking at Doug angrily. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I so want to pet you. You can pet him if I'm if I'm here. Mm. He'll be nice. Oh, oh sweetie, he's so nice when I'm here. <laughs> oh man, Amanda says move along home is bad. <laughs> I love Move Along Home. It is like so weird and kind of ridiculous and stupid. Yeah. But I love it. I, I think, think it's fantastic. I think you have to watch it a bunch of times before it really 
you gain the appreciation for it. <laughs> I, I loved hate, it the first time. Oh, I hated it when I first saw it. Oh, did you? Yeah, Why? Because it. it's dumb? Because uh, it's dumb. It's hella dumb. <laughs> oh, no, and Amanda liked Passenger. I didn't like Passenger. I thought Passenger oh, was ridiculous. I thought Passenger was good, except for... This is going to be an, <laughs> the best Doug Space Nine ever. <laughs> because it's always better when we disagree. Yeah, yeah. But I've never disagreed with Amanda before. Amanda <laughs> and I are usually on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> See, that just means Amanda. It's Amanda's looking at uh, um, Alan Moraine and Discovery in the same flawed Star Trek lens. Oh my God! <laughs> Sorry, Amanda. Alan Moraine is awesome. <laughs> Discovery is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> if you can accept Alan Moraine, then you have got to accept Discovery. No, mm. absolutely not. Okay. Alan Moraine. We'll get there. Okay. Uh, Passenger. <laughs> <laughs> I was gone for too long. So okay, and now now you'll never agree with me again. Um, okay, well let's jump into the passenger because there's a lot to talk about here. Yeah. This episode has already been done like a couple times sure. in this season. It's another. It's a murder mystery the week after a murder mystery because right, Dax right. was also a murder mystery. Right. What's up, Atalki? Welcome, dude. Um, but yeah, it's just. Uh, <laughs> let's just talk about the thing. <laughs> Let's just start at the end because that's the thing that drives me crazy. That's About the, the thing mystery? that is just ridiculous. Where she shoots the cells. Oh, that was good. I like that. Yep. Uh, I'm talking about Alexander Siddig oh. and his <laughs> acting choices. <laughs> Hello, I am Ray O. Fantica. <laughs> Ray O. is my name. O. <laughs> So bad. I, this, oh my god! I it's... did read Memory Alpha this time. Uh, oh, you did? Yeah, yeah, me too. Where they said that they redubbed his lines. They redubbed his lines because his was... original performance is even worse than what they put <laughs> into the final episode. Yeah. Okay. And it so is bad. if you don't know what we're talking about, basically in this episode, in the very first scene, this uh, evil murderer Hannibal Lecter type dude dies. And he grabs Dr. Bashir's neck, mm -hmm. and we find out later that he basically implants his consciousness into Dr. Bashir with a, a device under his fingernails. Microscopic. Which is kind of cool. I'm yeah. not going to lie. <laughs> I kind of like that. But uh, it becomes painfully obvious about halfway through the episode that uh, everybody thinks that this guy Vantica is dead, but it becomes painfully obvious that he's not dead and that he is, in fact, in Julian Bashir because mm -hmm. they made a production mistake. <laughs> and when, like... When when Vantica as Bashir is like, oh shit, Marchetti raid, what's up, you guys? Goddess Shadow, Tina, Angela, Dan, what's happening, my friends? I hope you guys like Deep Space Nine because this is a very unusual stream for, <laughs> <laughs> for me. What's up, Xander? Uh, welcome everybody. Goddess Shadow, uh, Roberts. Hello, everybody. We've never had a raid during a Doug Space Nine. Lock before. the doors. No one else gets in. <laughs> This is hey, a niche spin. stream. So yeah, basically we're talking about uh, Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Mm -hmm. uh, I know Dan is a huge Deep Space Nine fan, so I'm very excited that you're here, Dan. Mm -hmm. We're talking about an episode Jesse hates. Uh, I like it, but it's dumb. Uh, <laughs> well, <That's fair. laughs> Stitch, do you like the episode Sweet Alien Mullets Everywhere? You know what? <laughs> I will take an alien mullet every day of the week. I've been very anti-mullet my whole life, but I'm, I am pro... Uh, uh, what's it called when you shave the sides and have... Mohawk. Uh, mohawk, yeah, yeah, And yeah. I feel like if you have a big mohawk that ends in a mullet, then maybe it's maybe it's good. Oh, yeah. Maybe oh. I'm maybe I'm not anti-mullet. <laughs> the Wadis anyway. do know how to do their hair. <laughs> the Wadis totally. Right, those are the space mullets he's talking about. It. They, they're just like humans with tattoos on their face. <laughs> Goddess, thank you so much for subscribing. You rock. I really appreciate it. Uh, okay. Anytime something happens in the chat. <laughs> 
Hi, is it? And then, boop, boop. Can they see me boop, boop, boop. in the space? Wait, if I could beam Doug into space, <laughs> but not myself, it'd be very exciting. Wait, 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 hold on a second. I'm gonna beam. I'm gonna beam us into space. Ready? Okay. Boop, 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 boop. Oh, <laughs> we're in space, but our voices are still here. Our voices are still here. Wait, I'm gonna, I'm gonna beam us back. Wait, no, I can't touch the buttons from space. Fuck. Beam us directly to us. All right, hold on, hold on. We gotta, we gotta start over. <laughs> <laughs> Doug Space Nine! Doug Space Nine! Talkie says, ever notice that every first season of every Star Trek show is awful? Mm-hmm. Except for I feel like I feel like the first season of Deep Space Nine is pretty good. Look at Miles. He's just like, it's so it's cool. all right. I mean, it gets better. I think it's the best of any first season of any Star Trek, and Except I think that Discovery is the last, the mm, worst. No, but D- Doug, the original series. Take away your orb privileges. <laughs> <laughs> I gave this to Doug on our first episode. It's under no the circumstances it is the here. original series not the worst See? first season. It's first of all, it's like fifty episodes, so that's <laughs> a problem right out of the gate. What? It's oh, it's like thirty, right? It's a lot. Like Twenty six. <laughs> I don't know. Log. Yeah, but anyway, anyway, Discovery's the worst one. Yeah, obviously. Passenger. I made you say yes to Discovery's the first one. No, it's confused. not. Well, you just said yep. You just said yep. <laughs> it was on the stream. It was. I'm recording this. We got it all. Twenty seven. You think? Retracted. Uh, okay, so okay, in the middle of the episode right. when when Bashir as Vantica is like mm-hmm. whispering to Cork, I you know, I thought you were dead. I heard from a, repu- a reputable source that you were dead. It's like, no, not as dead as one might think, or something like that. I don't remember what he said. And it's clearly him. But yeah, then like Quark fights and gets away from him, and you actually see Bashir. Right. You see him for a couple of frames, mm-hmm. and it's like obviously, it's obviously that actor whispering because right. he has the same accent. Yeah. And it's it's crazy. It's like this is a murder mystery where you are giving us the answer in the middle yeah. and trying to pretend that Natoth is actually the best. Right. We didn't talk about that. Season one, Natoth. It's, it's, yeah. it's Natoth. It's Caitlin Brown as that as that lady uh, as the other the late the the police officer who's running after Vantica. What's her name? Jim Cotta. Jim Cotta. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wrote it down. It's going good, Bendy Hero. Welcome. You watched part of this app from the shower. That's why you liked it because you were having a fun shower. Oh, was right. Jakarta. So I wrote down Vandica oh, and Jakarta. Oh, shit. Uh, Roberts and Tina, thank you both for subscribing. This is so exciting. Thank you, guys. I appreciate Damn. it. Uh, yeah, thanks again, Dan, for that awesome raid. Guys, if you haven't checked out Dan Marchetti, you really have to because he is fantastic. He's a really dude. Yeah, Alexander Siddig is, is a great actor, but maybe he's not. Like, that's uh, the he problem. Made bad choices here. Yeah, like, not only was his accent as Vantica just like laughably bad mm-hmm. in my opinion I was laughing the whole time mm-hmm. I, I was with glee because I was really enjoying <laughs> it because it's so silly um, but but yeah knowing from reading Memory Alpha that they actually had to overdub him because his original choice for that accent was worse right. Bella Lugosi that is hilarious to me yeah. it is so funny I, <laughs> this episode doesn't ring a bell well it's because it's, it's forgettable. <laughs> it's there's. I mean, it is like you said. It's the kind of story they've done before. Uh, it's a basic like, oh, but we don't know who this person is. They're hiding. They're, one brain is hiding in another brain, and now it's doing bad things, and we have to stop them. And then we stop them, and it's the end of the episode. Totally. Yeah. It's basically like shitty altered carbon. It's like what? If, <laughs> what if the premise of altered carbon was bad? <laughs> it's because it's very similar. Like the idea that you can digitize your consciousness somehow, right? And like implant it through electrical impulses. That's kind of cool, actually. 
But then the end of the episode, when they remove Vantica from Bashir and they put him back into a cortical stack, <laughs> when they beam him out, they beam him out of 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 Bashir's brain and into a little device. And then uh, I'm just gonna call her Natoth because I don't remember. <laughs> Caitlin Brown, who played the guest star, the the female police officer in this episode, played Natoth on Babylon 5 in the first and fifth seasons, which is a whole other bag of worms that we're not going to (laughs) open. And she was also in an episode of TNG in season 7, the one where they had all... Like the uh, the more like Star Wars smugglery like two part episode where uh, Picard was pretending to be um, <laughs> what what did he call himself? Undercover Picard. Yeah. What did he call himself? I don't remember. Smooth mustard. I want to say Boothby, but, <laughs> but Boothby. that's the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> I could see Picard being like, "What's your name?" Boothby. Yeah, totally. You remember her now? Yeah, she was uh, she was the female. Um, what's Chikar? Narn. Narn. She was the female Narn in Babylon 5. And I, I remember I saw her name in the beginning of the episode. I'm like, Caitlin Brown. Kate, I know that name. I know that name. And then it popped into my head that it was Natoth. And I was so excited. Yeah. Because again, they're like the same show that couldn't be more different. Like Babylon <laughs> right. 5 and Deep Space Nine right. are like the same premise with the same actors, but totally, <laughs> totally different. Totally different, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, well, let's... Oh, yeah. So we're talking about uh, she destroys... Natoth destroys that... The brain like, His cells. brain, which I loved because... I really thought they were going to open up another bag of worms sure. where it's like, this is the more interesting story. We beam somebody's brain into a little, like, aluminum box. Right. And, like, we're going to put him in her pocket and she's going to go away with him. And, like, that's crazy. Put the but, box on trial? <laughs> yeah, like, what do we do? Do we put him in jail inside of his box? Do we put him... <laughs> do we make a holographic program of jail and All put right. his mind into it? I, it's a whole can of worms. Brain jail. I mean, this is also, like, ripping off TNG Season 1 where... That, that genius scientist put his mind into data, and then they beamed him into the ship later? Oh, yes, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> this, this, this starts off with some weird, weird ideas of like, oh, okay, so you can put your consciousness onto a microscopic device hey, that then you can, like, touch someone for a few seconds and transfer your entire brain, unbeknownst to them, yeah. into their brain. Through electrical mm-hmm. impulses with the device under your fingernail. Mm-hmm. I kind of, What do you think about that as a plot point? Well, did you buy that? Well, so at first I was starting to have questions about it, and then as I started to come to grips with it, they're like, how about I create a energy pulse that mirrors that brain pattern and shoot it along a tractor beam into another <laughs> ship so it's just like Bashir goes just like knocks out the, the host brain <laughs> he like makes like, the craziest oh faces God. when it like turns off yeah, the host brain yeah, he, was, he hammed it up here in a he, bad way but you know the one thing that I will say is that the actor that they hired to play the first Ray Ovantica is so hammy he's like make <laughs> me Live and it's kind of like the same character yeah. that, that Bashir <laughs> plays later. There's some directorial choices maybe that were questionable. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, you like the way they did that with Daniel and SG One? That was that's a really interesting case where like an actor quit the show and they killed his character, but then they brought him back a couple of years later. Mm. Very interesting the way they did. I I liked that. That worked for me. What's Anything technical with Star Trek, you just have to go with. Yeah, so that's my problem with this episode, is that when you make a murder mystery, and you have all this technical stuff involved in it, and it's all technobabble, like, you can literally do anything with it. And they, right. they did this with Ibudan's clone earlier on in the season, <laughs> where it's like a murder mystery where the details and the facts don't matter because you can just technobabble your way out of it. Yes. So it's like, well... Uh, he's dead, but he's still alive, and I'm sure he's still alive somehow. Like, the, the Natoth is sure he's still alive. Right. 
um, just because she knows his patterns, but she has no proof that he's still alive. But like techno babble, techno babble, techno babble. He is still alive. Still he's alive. in Doctor Bashir. Right. I am Ray O <laughs> Deo Vantica. My name. Ray O Ray O. I mean, okay, this is like when Ray O Vantica <laughs> wants to go home. Ray. Be safe, be safe. Hey, Patrick, good to see you, man. It's like it's like when they gave Brent Spiner the chance to play lore. You know, it's like, oh, okay. Oh yeah, data finding so dead. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, what's that? Data finding his own head in the guy uh, episode. Yeah. <laughs> That's the type of techno babble that I am like fully on board with. <laughs> I fucking love that shit. Data finding his own head that's been buried <laughs> under San Francisco for hundreds of years. Give me a whole show about that. That's I fun. love that. That's fun time. It's travel. so good. Sorry, what were you saying? <laughs> oh, that it's like Brent Spiner playing Lore. Yeah. Except, you know, Lore, as Lore, he handed up a bit, but it was not like this. This was right. just bad hamminess. Yeah. Yeah. There's A good example of bad hamminess is Data in Masks in Season 7 when he's got like 7 or 8 people or yeah. 15 people inside of his brain. He's like, I am a small child. <laughs> yeah. I am scared now. I am a. I am a other person. Like, yeah. Oh, and now I'm an old lady. <laughs> it's like, not good. It's like Brent Spiner. <laughs> yes, he's a great actor, but you don't need to give him that many characters in his brain at once. Right, right, right. This isn't um, what's that clone show? Orphan Black. I haven't watched that yet. Ooh, hey, gamer good. guy, what's up, man? She can play the shit out yeah, of a bunch he, of roles. He is good at playing lore. I dated. Yeah, Brent Spiner as lore and as Noonie and Sung. Mm-hmm. I'm totally on board with. But when he's got 15 people in his head because it's hacky. a crazy mask weird thing that he's <laughs> wearing and the ship is yeah. turning into another society, but like not the walls of the ship, just like the chairs, <laughs> it's, it doesn't make sense. That's how you, you start off with just the accoutrement and then yeah, you totally. move on to the structures later. So they're like in 10 forward and there's just a bunch of trees and no chairs, but yeah. the walls still exist and they haven't all died. And then they say in that episode, we're talking about a totally different thing now. <laughs> they say in that episode that there was a flood in one of the hallways. And I'm like, show me that. <laughs> show me a flood in the fucking hallway. That sounds incredible. Anyway. What are we talking about? Okay, we're, we're talking so, about The Passenger. Vantica- Let's talk about from the beginning, because right. the first scene is is amazing, where Bashir has just, like, saved someone's life that was dead, and right. Kira's, like, he's, impressed. And he's bragging about it. And, yeah, and it's actually kind of nice to see Kira say, like, I've never seen anything like that, really. Like, right. that person was dead, and you brought them back. Genuine you know, compliment. Yeah, totally. A genuine compliment from someone who's, like, fought a lot of battles, who... Is like has been a terrorist against the Cardassians and has seen a lot of friends die, and is very like wary of these Federation people. Right. Uh, and th- I love over the course of this season as they start to warm towards each other. And there's two instances of that in the passenger that I love. The other one is with uh, Odo and Cisco. Oh yeah, which is fantastic. My best mo- best moment of the episode, I think. Um, but yeah, I, I love that moment. And then Bashir just like totally ruins it by being. <clears throat> The cockiest asshole in the world. And he, knowing that he's like, yes. spoiler alert, but knowing that he's like genetically modified to be smarter. Yeah. He's just, and he knows that, but no one else no knows one else that. Does, yeah. And he's like using that to brag that he's so smart. He's like, I guess I'm just well better. I, I just, I make intuitive leaps. See, this is what I was thinking is that he has a narrative he has to tell himself because he didn't earn any of his abilities. He was just given mm. to them as genetic engineering. Interesting. So he okay. brags as if it was a natural gift. Like, I guess some right. people just have a gift and it's, I have to go about the world <laughs> using my gift. He just thinks he's so good 
that he has to have. He's like, a, he's he needs himself. his own head cannon for yeah. why his life makes sense. Yeah, he knows that. when he can't tell that he's genetically engineered. Right, so he yeah. just has to. I, that makes sense. When in actuality, I think that he was just written as a cocky asshole, Absolutely. and they decided later to change that. Right, let's retcon it. And I think that it's honestly. I think it's good retconning because he's fucking annoying. He's like, <laughs> he's an asshole in season one. I right. never really realized that because I, I don't know, I was younger and I yeah. kind of... Oh, he's bad. I liked his character so much at first. There's but, even a hint in this one that he's hitting on uh, Jakarta slightly when he's like, I tried to call you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I tried to call you last night. I'll bet you did fucking Dr. Grabby Hands. He's totally Dr. Grabby Hands. <laughs> he's like the horniest person on the show he's hornier than Quark and that's saying a lot mm. do you think Umox works on Dr. Bashir <laughs> everything works on Bashir <laughs> you know what you know what Bashir is attracted to you being attracted to him that's what yeah, he likes totally <laughs> yeah uh, wait okay we missed some chat what do we miss uh, oh no Amanda's making a good point as always about the dynamic between Odo and then the oh, yeah needing to establish his authority yeah yeah oh you asked the question yesterday how do we come up with the name Doug Space Nine that's my name. That's yeah. His name is Doug, and it's a nine. show about Deep Space Nine. <laughs> Doug Nine, that and it just worked. It just happened. It's just good. <laughs> um, this does because Odo, this, Odo gets a lot of back and forth in this one. Slizinski says Patrick gets because Doug and Deep Space Nine. <laughs> yeah. How'd you get the backdrop? Uh, I just found this GIF and just put it in the green screen behind us. And it really works. If in this room there was just a green screen right here. <laughs> like how you're like this is a green screen. Like watch this. Watch this fucking magic. Those look funny when you're rolling out the computer. <laughs> yeah, totally. Hey, Snapper, what's up, man? I am interrupting you so much. I'm very excited to be here. Yeah, no, it's great. Uh, I'm interrupting you a lot. There's I, no, I got nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> Kitties! Oh, look at all the cats. Nice. Cute cats. Um, yeah, Odo and Quark. Both episodes, there was some really good stuff with Odo and Quark. Actually, I loved... I my favorite part of this episode, besides the interaction with Odo and and Cisco, is Quark's arc. Mm. Of, like Quark doing some real nefarious shit, like right. straight criminal this time. What's the name of this material that Vantica is trying to get? Like de, we de, needed we needed him. We need we okay. That's good enough. We need we needed him. I can't even, <laughs> wait. We need him. We need him. We need him. We need him to live him longer. <laughs> Can no replicate him. <laughs> oh, once again, that's a it's a Star Trek. Here's this thing these people Ugh. need. We have to mine it. We can't make it. Okay, and yeah, this was too convenient for me. Mm -hmm. The uh, Vantica's people need it, mm -hmm. uh, but if if you go to warp with the tractor beam and it explodes, it kills the entire solar Super system. Poisonous, like yeah. yeah. They need it to live, and yet it can kill everyone and anywhere nearby. And it, we, we found a bunch of it in the Gamma Quadrant, and we're going to pull in a ship with the shields down. Right. It didn't make sense to yeah. me. It was... It makes sense. Like, it makes sense. It's just, like... It was just a little convenient for... I, I felt like the writing of this episode was not as tight as the ones... As some of the ones uh, that we've already see, seen this season. I disagree. I felt that this episode moved along in a good clip. It was it was really tight where they jump between things. There wasn't a lot of extraneous stuff, but I agree with it that. had it had all it had every single <laughs> flaw of Star Trek writing was basically showcased in this episode. Yeah, I I think you're right about the pacing. I I don't mean I guess tight is the wrong word. It it wasn't as like 
when I'm thinking of tight writing, I'm thinking of like uh, all the holes are filled in. And, oh yeah, and yeah, they yeah, like yeah. get you from point A to point B right, right. naturally. No, like Dax was a great episode where they got you from point A to point B naturally. Where right. like uh, just the plot kind of unfolded itself in a way that makes sense. This like was Jadzia can't mention where like why yes. she won't defend herself until the very end. It just all makes sense. The motivations are all organic. Yeah. This and was this all one, just move to the next thing. Yeah. Why? Eh, we'll figure it out later. Through like contrived reasons. Like how did he get there? Through a thing in his fingernail. Yeah. Sure. The the, the woman Jakarta <laughs> falling from the thing and then landing. Then later on, they're like, "Oh, she, she was pushed. Bandicoot pushed me." Pushed. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that was a like, "Hey, you know what? We can't just have her fall." Well, why yeah. does he push her? Why doesn't he just murder her? Yeah. Yeah. It's just we need her alive still. Yeah. There's a, there was a lot of hand waving in this a episode. A lot of hand, classic Star Trek hand waving. Yeah. yeah. But I do like the idea that there's this character who this like police officer who has been chasing this one guy for like 20 years she is literally the smartest person we have seen in any star trek show She's to date the most competent person. absolutely because she's yeah, like totally did you scan for this are there weird life forms what's going on this asshole is gonna pull some yeah. star trek bullshit and i know that she's like i'm sure he's not dead he wouldn't She's right. He wouldn't have set the fire right. if he didn't have a means of escape. He's right. obsessed with with keeping himself alive. Right. Uh, and then it's kind of infuriating that Bashir, in particular, won't listen to her. Yeah. And but then you have to question: Is it because he is Vantica? Like Vantica's in his brain. Well, this whole no, because they're making it like that. He's not. They even explicitly say you wouldn't even know it was happening. You know. Yeah. That's true. No, that's true. But then maybe were there scenes where. We were looking at Vantica, but we thought it was Bashir. I would argue probably not because, <laughs> no, because he you can't pull off the voice. Because he'd be like, Doctor Bashir, it's definitely it's me. the cop that's been chasing it's me. Julian, him. You know me, Jadzia. <laughs> oh, yeah. what a ham! What a ham! Oh yeah, the new Starfleet security guy, uh, Primin, Lieutenant Primin. That was a good. That was a good little mini arc too. The back and forth. I agree with, I with do, Odo. It's so uh, just the way the communication thing works is like Primin and Odo, nye, 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 nye. and then it's Odo and uh, uh, no Primin and then Cisco. Nye, 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 nye. Oh, now Odo and Cisco. <laughs> like just get everybody in a room and do an intro meeting. Yeah, it was interesting. Like Odo gets upset about something that he doesn't even know is happening. He just assumes <laughs> he assumes that Cisco doesn't have his back when right. we saw the scene prior where Cisco has his back. Like Cisco right. saying Odo's in charge. Like you have something to prim in, like you have something you could learn from Odo. Right. Uh, and then I just love the scene. My favorite scene of the episode is when Odo confronts Cisco about this and he's like, "Well, who's in charge?" And Cisco says, "In a joint operation with Starfleet and Bajoran, you are." And Odo's like, "Hmm." I can live with that. And it's such a great moment. It's so good. I love that. That's my favorite moment of the yeah. episode. There's all kinds of little things like that. Yeah. Oh, dear. Starfleet regulations prevent you from yeah. pushing a button? Yes, that happened in the next episode in uh, Move Along Home. That oh, that was, was in this one? That was Move Along Home when he tries oh, to, to get him to beam over one. to the other ship. Right, right, right. Because Primin is just in these two episodes, and he's totally just like, oh. uh, uh, like where's Calm Mimi? Where's where's Chief O'Brien? Oh. I don't know. Well, let's have a character who's very similar for two episodes. <laughs> just, can we get some doughy white guy in here to yeah. act as the everyman? Anyone? Yeah, we need an everyman in here, because uh, <laughs> they, they've been saying for several episodes now that O'Brien is on Earth. Right. Because it was uh, Keiko's mom's hundredth birthday, right? And I looked it up, and actually, uh, O'Brien was off shooting a movie, so uh, he like couldn't be there, yeah. which is kind of infuriating because you hear all sorts of stories about uh, like Wesley Crusher 
like the actor who played Crusher and the actor who plays Dax, actress who plays Dax, like trying to get time off to do movies and not being allowed. Right. And then like being so upset that they eventually like leave the shows. Like mm-hmm. Tasha Yar, I mean, uh, people not being treated well by the producers on Star Trek when they ask to go do other things. Mm-hmm. But then like Chief O'Brien is gone for, mm-hmm. for episodes at a time. He's Chief which O'Brien. I don't have a problem with. I feel like I feel like they should just let the actors do these things, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, to to like to a reasonable degree. Yeah, I think that's a whole other thing as far as, you know, the dynamics that you get between the actors and then the showrunners. Right. Right. Yeah. And it seems like it it favors the older mm-hmm. men, men. Mm-hmm. more than it favors the young actors or the women. It's almost really as if Hollywood producers are a nice bunch of people. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to look into that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um let's look at it. Okay, let's go to chat. <laughs> Oh yeah, Cisco hunting Eddington for years yes. with that passion. Totally, I, that's an interesting storyline, uh, and I love the way they wrap it up in this episode with her destroying his brain in the box. <laughs> yes, uh, Odo was a bitter dick at the beginning of the series. So glad he got a lot of character development. Yeah, I was thinking in in this episode in the passenger that I feel like this is the first time that Odo seems like himself to me. Where I feel like yeah. the character choices have been made, the makeup is a little bit better. Yeah, uh, they've kind of got the character. He, like he's got this uh, like unbridled sass. Yeah, just below the surface, where like you you if he even thinks that he's being disrespected by his commander, he's like, "I'm here to offer my resignation," <laughs> you know, <laughs> like in the bitchiest way. And that's Odo, you know, yeah. like that's him, like that. That's that, all uh, he's got. Yeah, that like super, like. I don't know, just, like, super strong core of what's right and wrong right. in his mind. And, like, he doesn't give a shit about Starfleet rules. He only gives a shit about what he thinks is right. What he thinks is right, right. And, that's that's yeah. his dangers because that's what... He can lean towards the authoritarianism where there he doesn't need any outside authority to tell him what is right. He is the authority. Right. Totally. Which is... Which is a whole can of worms because mm-hmm. that's dangerous yeah. in the wrong hands. That's what dictators say. That's what dictators say, totally. But I, I like... There's something charming... And they do this on Babylon 5 also. There's something charming about the idea that the security chief on this kind of backwater station that's sort of like the outlaw, out old west in space, right. space mall situation. <laughs> like, it's interesting that there's only one person who can actually manage that job. Yeah. They do this with Garibaldi also on Babylon 5 that, like, his sort of... Uh, extreme measures are the only thing that will work. Right, right, right. Yeah. This is something that we need to have someone with an iron fist to keep a lid on it. Right. But in Odo's case, it works much better for me because he's not an alcoholic who's, like, trigger happy. <laughs> you know? Like, Odo refuses to use guns. Because I, I said so cool. before, I know that he would murder people. Yeah. He knows that he would murder people. I think you might be right about that, that, like... <gasps> Ooh, yeah. Speaking of murdering people, uh, <laughs> uh, Bashir joins the Oops, I'm sorry I killed you while I was under my control club as of this episode. He does? Yeah, he. there's the dude on the ship when he... Oh, is, you mean Bashir? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bashir, yeah. Bashir, you said Odo. Oh, no, sorry, yeah, Bashir. <laughs> yeah. Bashir joins the club. Oh, yeah, Bashir does kill someone under mind control. The mind control murder club. <laughs> and uh, did you see Cisco's response? Like, his face that he makes, just like... Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, because that's what happened to your wife. Oh, <laughs> You think you might have a different sort of complex feeling about this. He killed a bad guy. <laughs> they killed a bunch of good guys before Bashir beamed over... Like, the people he was working with killed a bunch of good guys. Yeah, he was in charge of it. Yeah, yeah. So but I, mean, I think he's... One person, he fired the phaser. Yeah. But I but I mean, I would argue, like, in the cutest situation, if you're not in control of your own mind... Right. 
and someone uses oh, your body yeah. to commit murder, it's not your fault. Bashir's in the free and clear here. Yeah. But it is It's the perfect crime. It does put him as a member of the of the Mind Control Murder Club. He is now a murderer. His body has <laughs> murdered. He saved so many lives except for the one that except he murdered with his body. <laughs> There'll be more. Murdered with his body makes oh. me think that like he just flung himself <laughs> yeah. so hard that the other person splatted. Speaking of murder, where it's now the most abstract form of murder where this guy, Vantica, roll! Uh, he's in his cells, literal cells, like the uh, glial little... cells, they say. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's in the container, yeah. and then she fires at it. So that is like, okay, yeah, this guy was a bad guy, clearly. But she did just sort of summarily, summarily... She, she sum- executed she him. She executed him. Right. Without uh, any sort of trial. Um, right. And then the, the Starfleet people all look at each other and they go... Cisco looks upset, but Bashir and Jadzia look happy. Yeah, they're like, it's, it's, "That was a cool thing she did." It was a like, cool thing. I liked that. You know I liked that she did that. But honestly, I liked that she did that because, like, what do you? I feel like keeping his mind trapped in that is is inhumane. Sure. And I feel like it, like he died. You know, right? Like he died, and he used no take backs, inhumane methods to keep himself alive. Yes. And, but, like, what do you do with his mind? Well, see, now this is what's interesting. Do you or give him a fucking android body and let him kill other people? I don't know. The, the most Star Trek wrestling with a moral problem is that at the very yes. end. Yes, It happens in a second, and they just go, uh, yeah. Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Episode's done. <laughs> <laughs> no moral answers. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Didn't even raise the question. <laughs> Because that would be like the heart of the episode, you know, if done in classic Star Trek style. Install him in a teddy bear. That's the answer. That's the answer. Put him in a fucking bear. That's totally the answer. Oh, she's got the summer, summarily. 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 Nice. It's a good word. Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting moment. Like I can't fault her for doing that, and I can't think of something to do with his brain in a box that is humane. I mean, I uh, like. What could you do? You could... Okay. You could put him in a holographic <laughs> right. world. That's what Janeway would do. That's what Picard did with uh, Moriarty. Oh, yeah. You know? Yep. Could so, put him in a body, then wipe his mind like Worf oh, does. Oh, God. That's the worst. That's my. That's the worst moment of <laughs> Deep Space Nine. That's my absolute <laughs> least favorite thing that happens on this fucking show. Yeah, they do stuff like this a lot, where they, yeah. like someone's mind is moved, or like someone's mind is wiped, and their body is not their turns mind. Out, and, mind and body is real loose and Yeah, loosey-goosey Trek. in Star Trek. You but just slip right out. I, I really... <laughs> if you don't, like... If if you if you'd clean your ears too well, your mind, <laughs> your mind could just slide out of your of your ears. Uh, he need- made his own prison. Let him rot in a teddy bear. <laughs> I love that. That's fair. That's good justice. Teddy bear justice. Oh, was there one episode on Voyager like this too? Yeah. Oh, that's right. I read that in uh, memory. I didn't remember that episode. I do. That I read was that. when. Yeah, and she actually does a good job of playing that bad guy because she's just like. Angry and storming around. Yeah. It's it's uh, yeah. I mean, watch um, watch Altered Carbon and watch uh, Travelers on mm-hmm. Netflix because both of them are brilliant examples of incredible acting where one character has another character put in their mind and right. they change mannerisms mm-hmm. and accents and like everybody nails it. I mean, there's right. one scene in particular where uh, this woman's Hispanic grandmother is put into the body of a big buff white. Uh, like white supremacist dude mm. and the actor just 
nails it. Did you watch the show? What show? Altered Carbon. No, 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 no. Oh, really? I, yeah, it's still it's still on my list. Oh I'm, God, you got to watch it. I've read the books. I know so you I read know the, the books. books. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so good. Okay, the show is fantastic. It's like it's really violent. Yeah. So, uh, and I, I we talked about this on stream recently. How I really struggle with violence in my video games and sometimes Black in shows Man. but like when violence is used to make a, a creative point I think it can be really effective right Alter Carbon really does that where it's in this world where you can like transfer your consciousness from one body to another so the like the body itself isn't valued as much right and then people are like more violent because of that inside of this like high society it's really fascinating I I love that show so much I love the book I love the show, Doug. I think you would really like. Yeah, it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's, yeah. it's just I haven't started Daredevil season three yet either, and I know I'm going to like that. Yeah. D- so much happened. It seems so convoluted. Does it get better? That's hard for me to answer because I read the book and loved it. It's one of my favorite books. Yeah, I so would. I, I without having seen the show, I would recommend people read the book first. Just I agree. I agree. Read the book first. It's yeah. like Game of Thrones. It's great, but I the people who are watching it without having read the books, I f- can't imagine how they keep track of all that nonsense. Yeah, like Harry Potter, it's like picking and choosing what happened in the books. But yeah. you don't get the full story. Right. But you can understand it. You know one's walking yeah. away from a Harry Potter movie going, I don't understand who's on whose side here. I'm, well, I mean, don't give the human race too much credit. I'm sure somebody didn't understand yeah. that. Harry Potter's Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Harry Potter's a little more straightforward sure. as the story goes. Yeah. Alter Carbon, Game of Thrones, they're a little yeah. more complex. But yeah, it's hard for me to say because I already knew the whole story. So, yeah, I could see how it would be really confusing. Because I remember reading the book and I'm like, he's... He's this guy and he's dead and now he's this guy and I'm really confused. But uh, I I love that I love the whole show. Yeah, and it's making me want to watch Daredevil. That's true, and I I could never watch the show without having read the books. So Dan says if you can't watch a show without having read the book first, the show has failed. Yeah, I yeah. I agree to a point, but uh, I just feel like it helps simplify the first watching of it. You know. Yeah, and for me, like the the visual, the imagination of like the author and was so like vivid. Yeah. Like my imagination was like so uh tickled by the book and I was just seeing all this stuff in it and then seeing it brought to life in a way that was so similar to how I had imagined it was so satisfying. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So for me like that show I I watched it in like a matter of days. I was so into it. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait for season 2. And uh, Anthony Mackie is, is going to be in season two, which is really e- exciting. I'm excited because they can also fix the flaw. Each subsequent book of Ultra Carbon gets worse and worse. Oh, yeah. The the so, sequels are garbage. They're, so, like, not worth reading at no, all. No, but hopefully they just, oh, let's just keep the essence of this and not delve, you know, down this toilet hole. Yeah, totally. I think they could write a whole new story for season two, and I hope that they do. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, it doesn't even take place on Earth, the, the other books. And I, like, the what's fascinating to me about that future earth that they create is like this class society based off of if you're rich enough you can basically live forever it's Mm -hmm. fascinating Uh, James says so many characters missing from the Game of Thrones series yeah I mean Lady Stoneheart Mm -hmm. for one is like massive but I have to admit that I enjoy the Game of Thrones TV show massively more than I enjoyed the books I've Mm -hmm. read them all except for like the the supplemental thing that he released recently right um and now that Game of Thrones has gone past the books, I feel like the storytelling of the show is just so much more engrossing and interesting than the storytelling style of the books. It just didn't quite work for me. I felt that way about The Expanse also. I read the first book in the series, and I love the show so much more that I'm like, I'm not going to read this. I, I want to I experience this story through the show right. before I read it, because I don't, I, don't, I, I don't want spoilers from the book, because you know I, I actually got some spoilers from the book, 
because the first book encompasses the first season and a half of the right, show. Right, right. So when I went back and watched season two, I knew the first half of the season, and mm. it was kind of a bummer. Um, God, Thomas Jane is fucking beautiful. He's gorgeous. <laughs> I just want to look at him all day long. Um, <laughs> reading Dan says, reading the book first may not necessarily provide clarity, but rather could cause confusion for the things that may have been changed for the medium. Yeah, that's really true also. Yeah, I disagree personally, but I get it. What's a good example of that? Where the Shinaro. source material... Okay, Walking Dead. Walking Dead is the perfect example of that. Because there are just like so many characters in The Walking Dead that die in the comics but not in the show and vice versa. Right. Where like other characters come in and kind of fill their place. So it gets really confusing. Oh look, James says Walking Dead, the changes made it more fun. <laughs> yeah, I personally think that the comic book is infinitely better than the show. I love the comic. It's so good. I loved the show up to a point. And I think season three of the show, the governor arc, like vastly improved upon the arc from the comics. But pretty much everything else in the comics I've liked better. Yeah. As, especially, like, I just read the newest collection, New World Order. Fantastic. So good. Holy fuck, so good. Oh, my God. I can't... I hope they get to that point in the show. Um, yeah, I'm behind. I'm, I, was, I was reading them as graphic novels, and I think I got up to 15 or 16. Mm-hmm. I need to get caught back up. You're not that far behind. Okay. They haven't, I've been getting it from the library. Yeah, that's what I, that's what yeah, I do. Yeah, it's so great. I yeah. love that. <laughs> um, okay, so we got to get back to the... Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love introducing a Starfleet security chief. Mm-hmm. I think that that's really interesting with Primmon. To be honest, Primmon is far more interesting than O'Brien has been so far. Oh, my. So far. he's O'Brien's just a nothing in the... In, up till now in Deep Space Nine, he's done nothing but sort of like... Those are bold words, Johnny sir. Fix It. Primmon has an interesting dynamic, you know? Yeah. O'Brien argues O'Brien's dynamic, though, is with the station. Like, O'Brien... Yeah. The, the, the function of the chief engineer on Star Trek shows, for me, is to humanize the vessel. Sure, like, right. Jordy has this amazing relationship with the Enterprise. Yeah. And, like, uh, O'Brien has this, like, really combative relationship with, with Deep Space Nine. Right. It's similar to what the Balana has with Voyager. Sure. Where she always yeah. seems, like, stressed out and fighting it. Yeah. But then when O'Brien is, like, happy with the station, when he's like, oh, you're, you're doing it right this time, you know, you just, like, feel so attached to the station. Like, there's something. There's something about that that kind of characterizes the station for me, personally. Okay, and I've sure. always loved that. And I love that with O'Brien. I, I love that he's still trying to figure out this ship, you know, trying to figure out what the fuck is happening with it. I think it's... it's Or not the ship, the station. I think it's really kind of charming and cute. And I love that, like, as soon as he's gone, it falls apart again. Yeah. Like, he's the only thing <laughs> keeping it together. I mean, I love O'Brien as a character. I do think that they changed him a lot between his appearances on... Next Generation and when he mm-hmm. first shows up on Deep Space Nine he's a lot more combative and grumpy and he's like Captain Carr's like oh, this is your favorite transporter and he's like it's just a transporter he's like, a little <laughs> bit of a jerk you know um, yeah so I kind of see what you're saying but he doesn't have any interesting dynamics with any of the other characters yet you're right, right just Keiko yeah. just the, he just argues just with Ke- his wife yeah yeah and well, that's fine because he's yeah. kind of a schlub he's not <laughs> He's just kind of like it's no one the so mm, the evil version of O'Brien in the evil universe is a mm. dude named Smiley who's just kind of <laughs> like whatever like I even his him. polar opposite is just a giant meaty shrug. <laughs> uh, yeah, but Primin is interesting because like he he is so combative with Odo mm-hmm. and I love that 
Odo is right most of the time, mm-hmm. but Primin does save the day. Yeah, yeah, well, and Primin is right as far as by the books. Like, the whole thing of, like, you can't just beam over to that ship. Is that a Starfleet? Oh, no, I'm doing it again. That's still the next episode. Yeah. I'm jumping. <laughs> it's so Watching hard. Watching two at once is hard. Well, this they is actually a good split because we get the, t- it's like we get the Primin the arc. The Primin arc, Who yeah. never shows up again. Yeah, what, I don't remember, I didn't even remember him existing, to be totally honest. I like, was. who is this? Wait till we get, yeah. But he's just gone, right? Yeah, In the next think, episode? I think so. I think he's just gone. Uh, oh, yeah, because the next one's Nagus. I don't remember him being in that. I I read on Memory Alpha that he's only in two episodes, so I don't know if they explain his absence or or what. It's this it's, is a great question. Anyone ever thought it was weird that O'Brien was the chief engineer but was not an officer? I don't. I honestly don't understand it. They they no. They reference like, it a he's lot. A, he's an enlisted he's man an enlisted and man. not an officer. Right. What does that mean? That he enlisted in the military uh, and didn't ever go into officer training. Like that's a separate thing. So, can, can you can't you, just like get promoted to be captain. You have to go to like I want to be uh, go to officer training. I think. Yeah, so the, I enlisted men are like the blue collar workers of the in, industrial exploration complex <laughs> <laughs> of Star Trek universe. I don't know. That's right. Yeah, I, I, I guess I understand that, but it doesn't quite make sense to me. Like, mm. don't you always? If you're going to become an officer, don't you have to enlist? You have to enlist in officer training, but yeah. So yeah, I would assume that the officers either were enlisted men that came up the ranks, or if there's a way for you to like, I just want to apply to be an officer so, and skip this other stuff. Is it like a rectangle is a square, but a square is not a rectangle Ooh, situation? Yeah, it could be. One's a superset of the other. Yeah, like they're all enlisted, but officers do additional training. Guess who never did any military service? These guys. <laughs> Can you tell? The Oh, the officers go to Starfleet Academy. So you can serve in Starfleet without going to the Academy? That, that kind of makes either. sense because you're basically working, you know, it's just like you can work for the federal government without getting elected to office. But how you do know? you become the chief transporting officer on the Federation Starship flagship? Trade school? <laughs> Because like even Wesley, who got a field promotion, had to go to Starfleet Academy. I feel like oh, I feel like you have they, to they go let to Wesley Starfleet do a Academy. Bunch of stuff before. Like I feel like if I mean if you enlist in the military, you have to go to boot camp, right? So maybe there's like a Starfleet Academy for everyone, and then there's also an officers' academy. That's got to be it. O'Brien didn't go to the Starfleet Academy. What? Can you confirm that format for us? Can you look that up? Hmm. That's I guess a, we, I guess I could look it up, but mm-hmm. I'm, I just don't want to. Well, that'll be that'll be our on the break research. Yeah, it we, sounds right. We I mean, say that and then never do he it. He talks about being in wars and stuff, but I don't. He does. He's never had any stories of like well, when I was at the academy. Yeah, I don't quite understand. I don't quite understand how that works. But I'm I, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. It's like they have Starfleet scientists, right? Those people. Yeah. Well, maybe they did go to the academy. Yeah, because O'Brien wore Lieutenant Pips in TNG. It's it's very... I know it for a fact that it's inconsistent yeah. across his time on the shows. Um, yeah, it's definitely inconsistent. I mean, he is in the very first episode of The Next Generation as as the con officer. He, he just sits have there. A name. Yeah. He's like on the battle bridge when they're... Oh, it's just... Yeah, it's... Facing down Q, right? Yeah, if you didn't know any better and you just watch like the first season of... Uh, the original series and the first season of TNG... There's no difference between some of these other throwaway people that never show up, and then people like uh, uh, um, O'Brien who wind up becoming series regulars. You know, yeah. even Scotty is like peppered in a little bit amongst uh, 
amongst a bunch of other random no ones who never appear again. Yeah. It almost makes sense, but doesn't. <laughs> it's Star Trek! Bum, 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 bum. Yeah. We don't make sense! Bum, 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 bum. So I love that Cannon Quark. is a lie! <laughs> I love that Quark gets into some real nefarious this shit. Is in this is super. One. Yeah, he's, str- he's full criminal here. Yeah, like. Full the, criminal. He kind of like toes the line. Up until now, like he he has like the the security overrides for all of DS9, mm-hmm. which I love, which we saw earlier. Right. But this is the first time where he's working with straight up like thieves and murderers, right? And just lying about it the whole time, yeah. doing something like. But I don't know. The thing is that it's never he never crosses this moral line. Well, like, they never call him out on it because yeah, this the, the people who were flying that transport ship are all dead. They were just murdered, right. you know, by the by those other and dudes. That's kind of Quark's fault. It's yeah, like he's definitely got to be part of the trial, you know. Unless unless what's always headcanon happening in between episodes is Quark is just singing like a fucking bird as soon as they apply any pressure to him, and he always gets like off with suspended sentences, yeah. or is paying some kind of fines. Yeah, I feel like he will not. I mean, he's too much of a coward to cross the line into actually harming anyone for profit, right? And he right. gets upset if it happens. Like, if someone gets harmed because of what he's done, he does get upset. Right. So I feel like he does have lines he won't cross. But this is like a this is like a further, you know, this is a step further than we've seen him go. Yes, yeah. Where he's like, you know, getting involved with someone who is like a Hannibal Lecter character. Like, right. in, in Memory Alpha, the writers were saying they wanted a sort of Hannibal Lecter character. Yeah. Like this Rayo Ventica guy. Uh, th- th- one of the failings of this episode. I feel like they could have time-shifted this episode... So we saw more of him, you know, doing this stuff, and then maybe less of the dicking around on the stations. I think that would have been an interesting story as well. Because mm. you don't get to really see him as this... You just hear everything through exposition of uh, Jakarta saying all these things that he's done. Yeah. Anyways. Oh, wait, we got some info. Enlisted people are the lower ranks. They go to a get- different training center. It is explained later in DS9 Yay. Season 6, I think, when they go to Empok Noor. Amanda says, uh, Internet says it's not definitive. O'Brien supposedly did not go to Starfleet, but may have later went in his career for some training. Ah, sure. Yeah, it still doesn't... I gotta... I gotta... I don't know. It doesn't make sense. (laughs) It doesn't make sense that you could be the chief engineer and not go to Starfleet Academy. I think so, because that's not a... It's not like a cabinet-level position. It's just... (laughs) You know, it's a... You don't need to know anything except for the technical stuff. Why would you not uh, want someone who had that skill? I mean, if... Betsy DeVos can be the the <laughs> education <laughs> be in charge of education for our entire country then yeah O'Brien can run a then space O'Brien station. can run a space station <laughs> and what, what are you going to learn at the academy anyways oh sometimes yeah, there's a, a burning room and you have to choose who lives and who dies <laughs> oh thanks sometimes there Starfleet are geometric academy. shapes that you need to organize correctly yeah this <laughs> Miles O'Brien I don't know how to fold a hundred sided cube yeah so I guess does that mean that Wesley could have not gone to the academy and just Continue to like level up in the ranks. It probably. I mean, they let him. They made him an acting ensign after he failed at the academy. So right. You know what doesn't make sense? Star Trek. All of this stuff that we're talking about doesn't make sense. <laughs> That's what I love about Star Trek is if you adhere to the idea of things have to follow canon, then you are in for some rough rides once you start to actually look at these things. <laughs> well, what else do we have about the passenger? Um, I feel like I'm forgetting shit. I think you got all the stuff that had happened. 
oh, I did like that they didn't do, like, the... And, of course, they couldn't have. But when Bashir gets grabbed by the guy, they don't do any, like, energy dazzle like you normally... Yeah. Because they're, the whole point is for them to misdirect you to think of what's going on. So, as soon as they brought up that his mind was probably transferred to someone else, I was 100% sure it was Bashir because of that opening sequence. Right. And they try to have this red herring of, like, maybe it's Natoth. But then they have this other red herring of like, we have a new cast member. We have this Primmon guy. Yeah, it could be Maybe him. it's him. But I was always 100% sure that it was um, Bashir. Not because I remembered this episode, but because, like, first of all, it was obvious from him grabbing his neck. And second, you actually saw him and heard his voice. <laughs> right. And they tried to disguise it and did a bad job. When you watch it and you know that it's him, it's, it's so, so obvious. obvious. And you can actually freeze frame and see his face. <laughs> The only um, other things I wrote down was they mentioned waste reclamation for the first time, which means that on Deep Space Nine you're eating your own recycled poop. So yum. that's important to know. And that well, also, but, but if you're like if you have poop and matter and energy are interchangeable, and you can turn that poop into energy and mm-hmm. then put it into the mm-hmm. the buffers for the replicators mm-hmm. and then make a chocolate souffle out of mm-hmm. it. Hey, if that's what you need to, I'm save all for it. I'm all for it. Uh, oh yeah, Bellana Torres didn't graduate from the academy, but that's a bit of a special circumstance. Right. Yeah, I mean, uh, the yeah, the Marquis definitely a special circumstance. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I wrote down was the- that wasn't poor writing. To be fair, poor direction. I yeah. think that I think that if I were the writer or the producer or the director of this episode, I would have course corrected in the middle and made either Primin or Natoth hmm. the uh, Rayovantica because I would have seen what. Bashir was doing with it and said, "You know, well, this maybe was, we should adjust this." The, the interesting thing in the uh, the behind the scenes stuff is the people rela- uh, who worked on the episode. I think it might have even been one of the writers saying, "Yeah, when we pitched this as an idea, the Ira guy had said there's going to be these problems with it," and they're like, "Nah, nah, 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 let's just do it anyways." And then he then he says, and then we did it. And we realized like, oh yeah, there's problems with it. Yeah, the so, writer's idea was to have the the police officer woman yeah have Vanska in her mind. Right, like, that was his idea. He liked the idea of this woman chasing someone that's in her own head. Yeah, I I don't know if I like that better or not. I don't think I do. I I I don't know if I just I just don't care for this. Like he's hiding in someone else's mind plot. Right. They do this type of thing a lot and I'm yeah. just, I think I'm just over it. Someone else had said that it could have been anyone, that there's nothing this could have happened on the Enterprise. Right. So that makes it not a good Deep Space Nine episode because right. there's nothing special about it in that sense. Just have all your beers watched from the shower problem solved. <laughs> that's, that's great. That is the logic of the century. And then we can just have li- everyone live stream themselves watching it from the shower Ooh, and it'll yeah. be like the most popular thing on the internet. Nude streaming! Nude Deep Space Nine showering. Alright Jesse, I'll take my shirt. I, t- I t- I take it back. I, this is a bad idea. I'm uh, I'm giddy with oh, power. The I'm, thing I'm the, drunk with with power. <laughs> the last one that I had that I didn't we didn't get to yet was a favorite moment of many was the beam to ops, which you know is my ongoing beef with Deep Space. Nine. Oh yeah, were they being Bashir to ops? Right, right. When they but, know that he's a, a murderous killer. Right. But what I loved about it is that f- the headcanon there is that Cisco is like, I'm gonna get to stun Bashir. I know he just yeah. fucking shoots just him. Right. It's great. It's great. He just like he has his phaser on like a, a like a high stun setting. <laughs> like I'm gonna knock out Bashir. He's a fucking annoying. Do you have a lock murder. on him? Yeah, shall I beam him to security? No, yes. why don't you beam him right here to Ops? He could I've been be waiting to shoot this mofo yeah. for weeks. What if he's dangerous? We can only hope. We, yeah, I hope he's. Da- I hope he makes a run at me. <laughs> um, yeah, I am. I 
when I was a kid and I watched this for the first time, Julian Bashir was my favorite character. Oh, As an adult, sad. he is my least favorite. Yeah. He is driving me crazy. Yeah. Like, he is just so, like, gross. He's, yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, he's just like this... Ah, he's so immature and... I, but, but I will say this, though. I actually really like the idea of this, like, super brilliant doctor who's, like, incredibly immature and egotistical. I think that that's kind of an interesting character choice. Yes. Um... But I just hate that it's not being called out by anyone. Like, yes, Kira starts to and gets interrupted in the beginning unexamined. of the episode. Yeah, it's unexamined. Exactly. Yeah. Kira is like about to say you're a fucking idiot. Like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. And they get interrupted, and she never gets to say it. And it never comes back to that. Yeah. And they still are playing sexual uh, harassment, really for laughs to a to a degree. Right. In the show, absolutely. What's interesting and it's bothering is bothering me. Quark is shown to be like, ooh, but look at this creep. And then you're like, well, you know. Really, Quark and Julian are cut from the same cloth right. when it comes to the way that they treat women. Yeah, and but Quark, but Quark is called out for it. Like, right, Odo is constantly saying like, "You don't have a chance with her." Yeah, you know, he's not saying like, "Stop objectifying her," which I wish he would. He's just saying it's not going to work. Yeah, he's just saying. But but you know what I like is that Quark says like, "I know I can't have her," and wanting her is the fun. Right. Don't you want? Things, Odo, like wanting things is good, right? And honestly, like this is starting to get into some of the stuff about Ferengi that I like because yeah. when you get to like the Great Material Continuum, <laughs> they they plaster this like kind of great ethos on top of the way that Ferengi acts, right? Yeah, coming from Nog, who's a great character, yeah, it kind of works for me, and I kind of like sometimes when you get hints of that from Quark's relationship with Odo, where Odo is missing things in his life. Right. And Quark is pushing him. He's like, you, li- you live by yourself alone. You don't have anything. You, like, have a fucking bucket, and that's all that you have. Um, yeah, just, like, want things. Have passion. Like, have joy in your life. Because uh, you can see the joy that Quark gets from his greed. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like, in the next episode, when... Uh, when he wins jewels when they're playing that game, you can almost hear him get an erection. Like I kept saying that to Andy when we're watching that. Like when uh, when when Odo discovers that four crew members are missing, you can also hear him get an erection. He's like, got a case. Like they just live for the thing that makes them happy. But but that is true with Odo. Is that that really is his thing that makes him happy? Is like yeah, yeah. his work. You know, like justice. He is fucking Batman. You know, he's so Quark does in a way freely provide him entertainment by being a criminal. Yeah, totally. Well, should we get into the ratings? Uh, yeah, let's do some ratings. Yeah, anything else for this episode you guys want to talk about, or should we get into uh, how many bars of gold-pressed latinum? How many slips and strips? <laughs> no, bars and slips. Bars, right. Bars bars and bars strips. Bars and slip. The second decimal point would be strips. Strips, right. Bars and strips. No, slips would be the second decimal point. And we don't go to strips. We bars, do bars strips, and strips. Slips. Slips are smaller than strips. Right. So if it was like 8.52, the 2 would be the slip. Slip, right, right. But we're not doing that because that's mm. stupid. I might, though. <laughs> you can't stop me. I'm not writing it down in the spreadsheet. But you can say it all you want. Okay, so... Yeah, this is going to be all over the place. Okay, Doug, what do you give this episode? I give this episode... I think I came in here giving it a 7. Wow. But I think after talking it out some more more of the uh, the deeper flaws become evident. Uh, so I'm just going to give it a 6.5. 6.5. Yeah. Oh, and I actually made this poll already because I'm Ooh. fucking on it. All right, chat. Vote 1 to 10. What do you rate this episode? Oh, yeah, we could make up with these polls. Okay, Doug. And by we, I mean... Me. 
Yeah, it's fine. I ain't making shit. <laughs> Doug gives it a 6.5. Yeah. What am I going to give this episode? Coming into it, I was thinking a 4. Because <laughs> I feel like this is... I just don't... I don't care for people's consciousness being thrown around willy-nilly. I don't care for Bashir's hammy, overacted nonsense. <laughs> I enjoy this episode because it's bad. Like I enjoy, uh, and yeah, I enjoy yeah. it because it's like I'm laughing at it. Yeah. I, I was like when he's like, "Make me live." I was laughing like the whole end. Ray, oh, Antica. Like I was laughing. It's just I don't think this is a good episode. Yeah, there's a lot of hokum here. I do really like Primmons' arc with Odo. I like Odo's arc with Cisco, and mm-hmm. I think that those are actually worth quite a bit to me. Yeah. So. This is why I thought it was a solid. It, it's that's why I gave it well lower, but I came in at seven because I felt yeah. it hit all the numbers of Star Trek flaws included. This I'm gonna, is like a classically flawed Star Trek episode. I'm giving it a three. An unoffensively flawed episode. <laughs> I'm giving it a three. Wow. This, to me, this is a three. Yeah, I got too many things open here. Um, he was channeling the Emperor from Star Wars. <laughs> oh, I believe you will find the shields quite operational when your friends arrive. <laughs> okay, reviewing the results. Oh, shit, we got a three-way tie, you guys. That's no good. No, We need more people to vote. <laughs> oh, no, that's not true. We can average it. Yeah. All right, is everyone done voting? Has everyone voted? We're going to do this math. This is Doug's contribution. Doug's... See, I don't want to do the math. And Doug does the math. And I really appreciate that. And this Doug makes those memes, too. 6-3. Six, three. A 6-3 six, three from chat. Okay. 6.3. All right. So now, Look my how friends... how fucking in tune I am with chat. <laughs> Everyone's wrong. <laughs> okay. If everyone, if everyone disagrees with you, uh, either you're wrong or everyone else is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> In this situation, I'm pretty sure it's you guys. Okay, favorite character. Who do we nominate, nominate for favorite character? Well, um, it's like Jakarta. What is her name? The character or the actor? Character. Caitlin Brown is the actress. It's a uh, Jakarta. I'm positive. Ty Jakarta. Yeah, I wrote it down. Ty T Y T Y Jakarta. Oh, wait, that's the police with a officer. D, with the D. With a T. I mean, Jakarta. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I'm just gonna put police officer. Yeah. Favorite character for me. Um, and then there's Primin. Primin, I think is a f- valid one. I yeah. think Odo's Odo. got to be in the mix. Yeah. Quark's got to be in the mix. Uh, I'm putting Bashir on there Bashir? just to see if anyone's wrong. No, and then put evil Bashir. Evil Bashir. <laughs> <laughs> you fucker. Because I think I, I came in wanting to vote for Ty Jakarta, but I think I'm going to vote for Bashir. No! <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh. Alright, poll is ready. Here you go, my friends. Quark, Odo. Okay, there you go. Favorite character, Doug. Who is your favorite character in this episode? Evil Bashir! No! <laughs> Ugh, you bastard. <laughs> Why? Because... Back it up. You're, because you're right. It's the... It's... The most joyous part of this episode is watching him painfully chew scenery. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. Oh, he has to act against Avery Brooks as a ham. 
Well, Maybe they didn't film it together, though. Maybe that was just cut in. But <laughs> for me, it's like a hundred percent Odo. Mm. Like it's Odo all the all day as a character. It's, yeah, favorite character by far. Like yep. Odo throwing his weight around. Yeah, trying to like struggling to find what his authority means in this situation, knowing what he thinks it should be, and then being mm-hmm. validated. The look on his face yeah. is just worth a thousand. It's great. Four episodes. For him. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I really like that. All right, chat. What does chat say? Favorite character? We got a tie between Odo and Quark. Quoto. Quoto. That's what wasn't that our. That's rule? right. <laughs> Quoto. <laughs> I love it. Okay, and now listen carefully. This yeah. is not favorite performance. This is best performance. <laughs> this, is, this is the best acting. The best acting. <laughs> best acting. Who gave? <laughs> Who gave the best performance? <laughs> this is not your favorite performance. <laughs> this is the best performance. Well, let's put... I'll, I'll put the real the character names. Oh, right. I'm putting Bashir on the list, but that answer is wrong. <laughs> that answer is wrong. Tied Jakarta. Odo. Tied. I definitely think Caitlin Brown did awesome in this episode. I think that's super valid. Yeah. Uh, Cisco. She's barely in it, but Primin. Still. Primin, yeah. Best performance, best performance. Quark. Yeah, Quark had some stuff. I think Quark is great. Anyone else nominated? Cisco's nominated. Yeah, Dax didn't get to do much this one. It was just like Yeah, she's like barely in this episode. It's just it's it's like Dax solving science techno babble. Yeah, so alright, here chat, here you go. Hit me. Oh, also this episode had some of the worst like computer this is where all of Star Trek falls apart, is when they get into like computery stuff. Yeah. This one was like Oh, you know. Oh, that's right. You would lock one file, but who would think to lock all the files? Like, yeah. what are you talking about? Yeah, I what was thinking about talk- that. You I'm know what like, you can do is just access everything at once. It's just nonsense. If it's that easy to delete all active memory on Deep Space Nine, they would never get anything done. Ever. It's just, Quark would just yeah. wipe it every day so he could do whatever the fuck he wanted. It's 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 computer techno babble, which is now to the point where most casual computer users can see. You know, like their science techno babble is a lot of made up stuff, so you can't say it doesn't work this way, you know? Yeah. I don't know how negative polarized gravitons work, because who knows what the fuck they are. Yeah, I was But just... I know how computer files and memory works. Right. It was interesting that they kind of brought that into a realm that was a little more understandable, yeah. and yet made less sense because of it. I was listening to a podcast about Next Generation this morning, uh, Treks in the City, which I very highly recommend. It's two female comedians talking through every episode of Next Generation. Um, it's like what we do, but but with better people. But better, yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, so, they, and they were playing a clip of Jordy. Uh, it was the Elementary Dear Data episode, and oh, he was yeah. talking about like what they could do to try to wipe the holodeck clear. Oh yeah, and all the techno babble like worked so well and made like so much sense mm-hmm. in that it it meant nothing but like felt right. Right, right. And I I really feel like they dropped the ball on that in Deep Space Nine sometimes, where yeah. the techno babble. Is like they don't bother asking. Too many someone. shunts. <laughs> shunted from one thing to it's another. A subspace shunt. A subspace shunt. Yeah. What is what is that? Okay. Well, it's like regular Doug. subspace except shortcutted. Yeah. Best performance. Caitlin Brown. Caitlin Brown. Nice. Okay. I like it. She probably should be my favorite character, but it is very funny to vote for Evil for Bashir. You bastard. <laughs> it's funny because it upsets me. <laughs> <laughs> um. I have to go with uh, with with Odo with Renee Renee okay. Albergenois. Albergenois. 
I actually discovered today that I, I even know how to spell his name. Like, I spelled oh. his name. I was putting the tags into the stream, and I spelled his name, and I looked it up, and it was right. And I was nice. very proud of myself. Good job. Okay, and what did chat say for best performance? Remember, there is a wrong answer. <laughs> oh, Cisco. Cisco, Cisco right. wins. Okay, good, because if it had been Bashir, I would have ended the stream immediately. <laughs> Pull the plug. And we never would have come back. Okay, um, hold on, hold on. Where am I going? Wrong place. Too much is happening. Okay, Cisco. Log in it. Log Best performance, it. Cisco. And that, my friends, is The Passenger. Another oh. episode down. Mushroom ranking. Mushroom ranking! This one... <laughs> Space mushrooms. You, you, get, you get six mushrooms when you're like, oh, this guy put his consciousness onto a microscopic thing and then touched it in someone else. Right. Oh! That's a six? That's like a 9.8 to me. No, that's a six because you're wrapping your head around it. You're like, well, they do that kind of thing. No, you're then, right. I am wrapping my head around then it. Then when... She can, like I said before, Dax can make the energy wave that is the mirror of that consciousness and then have it crawl along. <laughs> a tractor beam? A tractor beam. Now we're like, okay, now we're at seven mushrooms. Right. Uh, and then when you can beam specific cells. Wait, that was one mushroom? That goes up one more, yeah. That That's has, only one? Well, you've already had six with what you've established because it's with the. Can we give that two? <laughs> well, no. I'm going to give it two. Yeah, I'm at eight. You can. I'm at eight. Right. Keep going. I got, then when they beam out the cells that represent the consciousness that's stored in there and put them into a little jar. That's when I think we hit nine mushrooms. That brings me back down to seven. <laughs> <laughs> but we can both agree that this is because, way crazier than the mycelial you know, network. Because... No. Yes. No. Yes. We cannot agree on this at all. Because they were tracking glial cells, and she's like, I had the transporter isolate the glial cells and to beam them out. Mm -hmm. I'm like, great. I, I think I, I'm okay with that. That there's, works for me. There's so much in here that if... It would change the nature of consciousness as perceived by the people in the Federation. Like, this episode makes it like, oh, whoa, consciousness is just like, zoop, you can super slip it off to someone else. Sure, but that already happened in season one of The Next Generation. Uh, I don't know, man. This, this, I got lots of problems here. <laughs> None yeah. of this makes sense with established transporter stuff. We I have like. so many problems. We have no solutions. Yeah. But that's uh, fine. That's fine. But yeah. But, but we can all agree. We can all agree that Evil Bashir was a crazy performance, <laughs> right? Can we at least agree? <laughs> that that was insane and made no sense. But I loved it because it was bad. Nine mushrooms for evil. <laughs> yeah. Eleven mushrooms for evil Bashir. Yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, hey, look. Um, do you have the memes that I did? Oh, did you send them? I didn't. I, didn't. I emailed you. We'll, we can get them on the break. We'll yeah, I'll break. grab them on the break. Okay. We're, yeah, we're going to take a break. Uh, we usually take a little bit of a longer break. Ten minutes? Yeah, probably ten minutes. You come back earlier because I go smoke. Sometimes I long. come back earlier, yeah. yeah. But but Keith, Doug gets in the chat I'll sometimes. I'll be in the chat while I'm smoking. Yeah. <laughs> and Andy's here in the house somewhere, so I'm going to go see where she's at because she, I want her to. She watched both of these episodes, so I want to get Andy's take. Yeah. So, um, yeah, maybe if uh, she's free before you're done, we'll come back and. Oh, yeah. And if it's you and Andy while I'm out smoking, that's cool. Uh, Whatever, man. But yeah, we'll definitely take we'll take a break. Probably be gone for like at least five, probably like ten minutes, and we'll see you guys in a few. All right, my friends, look who's here. We're back. It's a Doug Space Nine exclusive, Andy. <laughs> We're gonna get Andy's take. Can, yeah. can you scoot towards me just a little bit? I get so so aggro about things being not centered. <laughs> Warp speed. Look, we got Doug in the chat. Ah! Hello! <laughs> what did I miss? Doug was kicked out of Starfleet? Oh, shit. 
for befriending the Borg. Doug, what oh, did you do? No. <laughs> it's not right. Command field promote Doug. That should be a command. All right. So since Andy's here and Andy watched both of these episodes, I did. I thought it'd be fun to uh, get Andy's take. I'm digging it. So okay, let's start with. But uh, first, I don't want to forget. I'm sorry to interrupt your flow. But did you tell them about your airport experience? My airport? No, I haven't yet. I haven't yet. But we should. We'll wait. We should wait for okay. Doug to come back for that. All right. Um, but I reminded you. You did. I I was gonna say and I forgot. Um, <laughs> oh no. Doug doesn't have the flight can the power crystals required. Hold on. He can have some of mine. I've been stockpiling them. I'm giving Doug five thousand. Spend them wisely, my friend. <laughs> Did that work? It worked. Okay, good. Okay, so we're gonna get Andy's take on both of these episodes real quick. We just okay. finished talking about the passenger. Yeah. Okay, but to be fair, I was very tired towards the end of watching that. And I had to have Jesse actually explain the she ending. She might to have me. been in and out a little bit. But what did you think about the passenger? Um. Okay. Well, first of all, I want to say I want to speak up for those who weren't as savvy as maybe Doug and um, Jesse. I didn't guess that it was Doctor Bashir. You did not guess that at all. I didn't, and what's so funny? Even when you can see him in the middle for a frame. Yeah, I wasn't looking. You told me I, to close that's my right. eyes. I like paused it to see to check, and I told her not to look because I. I did say it's a dark-haired man. Yeah. But, but but then the next scene, you said that you thought it was the woman. I did. Yeah. I was like, oh, I know what it is because she's trapped inside her own mind, and she's yeah. trying to trying to hunt down herself. Which actually was the original intention of the writer. That's like what he wanted to do, but the, like, the producers writer, like switched guys. it to Bashir, I think. Yeah, well, and I just kind of felt like, I, I did they do that just so that you wouldn't guess? I think they did that because they knew that Alexander Siddig was such a great actor that he'd deliver an incredible performance as Ray Ovantica. Did he? No. Okay. I was like, <laughs> no, I didn't remember it's it being awful. terrible, but I was also very tired. Um. Well, here's the deal. I felt like I really enjoyed the concept of the episode. The execution, maybe, not so much. But the idea that someone is, like, so desperate to stay alive that they somehow find a way to encapsulate their consciousness is kind of an interesting idea. Yeah. I don't know if it was correctly expressed. <laughs> but there, I think there were definitely some flaws, but... Um, but it was a cool idea, and I really liked the actor that played that lady. Yeah, Caitlin Brown. Yeah, Caitlin Brown was badass. She was badass. And I, she had an energy about her I haven't seen in other characters necessarily on the show yet. Yeah, we were talking like, about how she might be like the most uh, capable yeah. character we've seen yet. Yeah, yeah. She has an intensity that doesn't seem um, like a facade. Yeah. Like, I think in, in some of the characters on this show have intensity that feels like it's, like, a layer on top of who they really are. But for, like, her, I think that is, like, who she is. Interesting. Like with Cisco, I think. You, you keep pointing out weird acting yeah. choices. It, it just it feels strange. And then when he's with his son, well, that's the next episode. Yeah. But, um... Doug says... What's that sound? 
Oh, it's the door. It's Doug. <laughs> uh, Does our door have a leaf says, blower attached? I think I guessed first watch because they cut to Bashir after the weird whisper scene. I still haven't seen that accidental shot of him in the cloak or whatever. Oh. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, totally. No, they do. Cu- I remember that they cut to him directly. Yeah, I we don't. Have- the first time I watched yeah, it, it was like sat, an yeah. obvious thing it, to me. That was like a oh, maybe it's Bashir. I sat between your legs. Right, we're gonna get <laughs> We're gonna get real cozy here. Berries, berries, berries. Can you even get in, Doug? You can, that that here. big thing's on wheels. Oh, ah! hey, Miles, stop it. We were friends five minutes ago, Miles. Oh, he always does this. Yeah. He gets, well, it's whenever he's at people's feet. It's like he's scared someone's going to step on him, and then he gets mean. He hates these feet. He hates yeah. the feet! <laughs> but then he hangs out right at your feet, so it's kind of like, dude, you can't have it both ways. And I can give a little more lap room there. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Bum, 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 bum. Andy's bum, bum, bum. here. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> Deep Space Andy! Oh my god. Deep Space Andy. I like if that. You're in a, so if we do Next Generation, we have to call it Doug Trek the Next Jesseration, <laughs> which Doug made up last week and I just <gasps> love. But what's a good Andy name? Or Andrea? I don't know. Uh, Disandia? Nope. What are the other... What are the other... Voyager... Voyager. Enterprise. Enterprise. Discovery. Andy Price. Yeah. Andy Price. That's good. <laughs> Star Trek Andy Price. All right. right. We got it. We solved it. Okay. Okay. Teamwork. I have to do it. Now I have to watch it. <laughs> yeah. So if you had to like rate like one to ten the passenger, how would you rate it as an episode? A four, maybe? Mm. See, she knows yeah. what she's talking yeah. about. Yeah. I, I said a three. Guys, well, it just was, as far as the ones I've seen for my taste, but I don't. I also don't think it's a fair for me to rate it because I did fall asleep towards the end. Well, but maybe that, 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 that does something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and then um, how about Move Along Home? How did you feel about that episode? I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> but I loved it because I was reminded of like Labyrinth and the yeah. kind of like bizarre, sort of nonsensical. Yeah sort of direction that Labyrinth has which I it really speaks to me I will say that it didn't have like the artistic integrity that Labyrinth <laughs> has like do you know like their challenges were really strange it is so you know? yeah. do like, you know how to drink drink this thing and smoke and do a, a hopscotch with a child the exact way she's but then again to see to see um, uh, Cisco be like Three, four, or whatever he was seeing. Yeah. I mean, Elmer one, two, four. He was like, very like, serious. Very operatic voice. Yeah, totally. Look and yeah. see. Totally. Okay, that reminds Just me. like me. On our plane back from New York a couple days ago, oh, yeah. uh, I was wearing my Deep Space Nine shirt and waiting for the bathroom, and a woman was standing there. She's like, oh, you're Deep Space Nine fan? I'm like, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I, uh, I studied acting under Avery Brooks. <laughs> wow. Like, she knew him and said that he was like... She kept saying he's like really intense, but in a way that kind of made it sound like he might have been kind of mean intense. Oh, okay. She didn't say anything specifically. I'm just like, what was he like? How was he? And she just kept saying, intense. 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 (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. which is interesting because I uh, did a podcast recently with this guy, Jay Wesley Fox, who met Avery Brooks at a um, Star Trek convention who said that he was just like so chill and so cool (laughs) and the nicest guy in the world. So just not when he's your teacher. Yeah, yeah, or maybe in in act as an actor because I've heard this before that like as an actor he's just really intense and mm. focused. Mm. You hear all these stories about like the Next Generation crew being goofy and crazy, right? And you you hear stories about like season one Picard, you know Patrick Stewart 
trying to like keep them from being that way right. and like hold the ship together and then eventually he's like I don't have to do this I can just have fun mm-hmm. and then mm. they that's when they really bonded and you can really see like the bond in the cast yeah but I've heard a lot of stories about how the Deep Space Nine cast was really serious yeah. and like oh. treating it more as like a craft right. and yeah. I think that a lot of that comes from Avery Brooks because mm. as the commander whoever's like kind of the captain of the ship yeah. right, on these different shows kind of sets the tone so it's interesting to hear her say that but it sounded like I didn't really push her because you know, I just, she went to, she's in, just into the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's like hanging but, uh, out in the bathroom. But it was really interesting to meet her, someone who knew him, and and yeah. had seemed to have a weird impression of him. Amanda thinks that he must have been stoned at the con. Oh, most definitely. <laughs> yeah. Who wouldn't be? Who wouldn't be? Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah. Yeah. So, but I'll home. say that my impression of Move Along Home is that <laughs> I, there were so many enjoyable moments for me that it kind of. Outweighed the yeah. The, but but I will also acknowledge that it, it's a little bit like um, I don't know like um, uh, what's that herb? Cilantro. I feel like <laughs> I feel like you either have a taste. Not where for I thought it. that was going. Yeah, not at all. You know, you have a taste for it or you don't. Right. You know right, what right, I mean? right. Some people like, think this episode tastes like soap. Yeah, exactly, and I can see why. <laughs> you know, some people think it is. But I do, I do really, and I also love the actor who plays like the head of those. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to look him up. I was curious about him. I did look him up. I've seen him before. He's a character actor. I didn't. It's the only thing he's done in Star Trek, but, and I didn't recognize him from any of the other stuff. They they listed a bunch of things, um, but yeah, I think he was just like a character actor of the era. Yeah, he, he, he was did. Great. He looked familiar. I thought I he know. was so well cast. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I, I love that there were things they didn't explain. Like, what the heck are those sticks that they keep tapping around that the, say they the have many pigs? uses? Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, like, from what I can piece together, they are sex toys that they use to uh, clap while they're having fun. Because when they're trying to negotiate <laughs> oh what the God. currency is going to be in the games, yeah. they're bringing out these things, and then Follow is like, we have these clon pigs, and they have many uses. <laughs> <laughs> a wink. Yeah, oh, I, I get it. You put them in that. your space holes. Yeah. Wow, but then you clap with them as well. Mm-hmm. Their species, the only thing They're that differentiates them from humans is that they have mullets, tattoos on their foreheads, <laughs> And uh, and and little stick-shaped sexual organs in their hips. Yeah, that guy. But he also looks like he could be a glam punk star. You know, like, <laughs> I loved him. I think it's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Joel so Brooks. Joel Brooks. I also just love the idea of Ace, like a society of people obsessed with games. Yeah. Like, yes, that was know, that was one of my notes. I love that. It's just like yeah. a, whole, a culture around yeah. gaming and gambling. Right. Yeah. But, I loved that. But almost like, and then and that's just. That's just second nature to them, and the, like at the end when it was like it's just a game, it's just a game, right? Like it, it didn't even occur to him that the intensity with which he's expressing everything would be taken that like there was some threat happening. So I would minorly disagree with you. Oh, I think that part of it is them just like, oh, I'm sorry, were you freaked out? It oh, was just a that's game. Like I'm yeah, imagining in the the Gamma Quadrant, everyone is like, oh, the fucking Waddy, yeah. Jesus Christ! Everyone has a story about getting trapped in the. Uh, in the game yes yeah. about like yeah I was at this bar and then we were doing this thing and then this yeah. dude opens this box and all of a sudden this thing pops up 
Oh, I love that. Next yeah. thing I know, I'm oh, playing hopscotch yeah. in an imaginary world. That's brilliant. Chula. If, Chula, yeah. Chula, something like that. Yeah. That's true. So maybe they are like delighted at a species they haven't encountered because they know they can like, <laughs> yeah. pull the wool. Everyone else is sick of our bullshit. Yeah, it's like, oh, <laughs> new people. That's why they're instantly like, where are the games? Where are the games? We need new games. Exactly. No one will play games with us in the Gamma oh Quadrant. Oh, my God. And the founders so are like, oh, just send these guys through anything. Just get rid of them. Yes, yes. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's a very yeah. I like that interpretation much more. So here we go. What else has he been in? Joel Brooks, who played Fallow, Benson, Three's Company, Mash, Taxi, <gasps> Facts of Life, Murphy oh Brown, Every Bill is Raymond, <gasps> Without a Trace, which you've never heard of. It says he. So this is the only one that I thought I would have known, but can't remember. Recurring role as Robbie in the first two seasons of Six Feet Under. Oh, that must be it for me because I watched those first two seasons a lot. Yeah. Then in movies, Stir Crazy, Smithereens. Indecent Proposal, The Gatekeeper, stuff I haven't heard of. Hmm. I think it's Six Feet Under for me that I've heard of him from. Yeah. I thought he was really good. Maybe yeah. Three's Company is mine. <laughs> he, he does a great job of playing that, like, because, they're again, the Universal Translator, working overtime, translating everything, but he portrays a a foreign culture and someone mm. speaking in a in like, his, his, his sentence structures are strange, his wording yes. is strange, yeah. even though everything is comprehensible to us and the characters yes, you know yes uh, and i don't think that's an easy thing to do the the guy that did tosk in the in the hunt episode mm -hmm. also did a good job uh, in a different way of portraying that that alienness you know yeah. yeah that's a great point that's very true and i think the, unfortunately though hand. i do think that they they could have got one Oh, there it is. Um, they could have taken it because there were. So I, I do. He was the only person I from that culture that I actually got any imp impression yes, from. Yes. Yeah. Right. So I think they could have maybe gone farther with like introducing other characters. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I think that was maybe a missed opportunity, but I would. This made I, me want to know more about them right, as people. Right. Totally. I heard an amazing story on a podcast. I, so I listened to Fat Man on Batman, which is Kevin Smith and Mark Bernardin. Uh, Mark Bernardin used to be uh, like a a journalist and now is a writer he writes on Castle Rock um, and he was a, a writing assistant or an intern or something at Paramount when they were making Deep Space Nine oh. in the first season oh. and they were having like a pitch meeting where they were trying to come up with games that they could play for this episode <laughs> and it was just like throw out anything like any crazy idea that you have throw it against the wall yeah like, we need everything you got right and he's just like what if they played some sort of like space hopscotch <laughs> <laughs> and everyone in the room was like no any idea but that that's a terrible idea and he like left his job and then he watches this episode and they're playing like, they're playing fucking hopscotch oh, that'd be they're playing hopscotch like he came up with that it was oh my God. amazing I, that, uh, I, well, I very highly recommend that podcast it's interesting too like thinking that's hilarious and it's interesting you just reminded me that like when he, they're first just talking about the game and Cork, mm -hmm. he's like, can I? He's like, can I start at, at the beginning? Right. And the guy's like, well, only children start on tier one or whatever. On chap it is. one. Chap that reminds one. me. We started but on then, chap one, then we got to chap two because we finished that episode, and then chap three was the break. Okay. So now so we're, on chap we're, on four. Chap, we're on chap four. Okay. Chap four. Great. I just want to make sure. No, I'm. I'm glad you're keeping track. Chap four. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Keep going. You <laughs> make our way home. Alamarey. <laughs> Move along home. Move along home. That's right. It's only the name of the episode. Um, <laughs> but and then he goes yeah only ch and then I'm, I'm like oh my gosh children are playing this game right I should have figured that it wouldn't it's be not deadly harmful but I right. guess you just never know your parents but are your pieces good luck children <laughs> lose also, and be orphans it also made me really curious as to like 
because there's so many things you could roll. Like, huh. what are the other scenarios of this game if it's the challenges are basically like, shoots and ladders? Yes, I mean, that's, yes, totally. <laughs> I have to say, like, Alamoraine was so weird and bizarre and creative, and then hilarious to see these cast mm-hmm. members who are like taking this seriously have to play hopscotch <laughs> right. and sing. Yeah. But then yeah. the next one is I like, we're that. in a smoky room, we're coughing. Yeah. Uh, scientific method. Let's try drinking the stuff that the other people are drinking. That's not a game. That's not a game. It's not. Like, a game. How is that the best? They needed Mark Bernard to pitch more ideas because <laughs> Hopscotch is Alan Rain is a winner in my book. But I know that like people hate that. Like people hate Alan Rain. And yeah. actually, the next episode of that podcast, he said that he got a lot of like mm. Twitter trolling of people like you invented Alan Rain. Oh my god. <laughs> Although you know what? What's weird. Except for the very last level, is that like the moral of the game is like just do what everybody else imitate is doing. people. Yeah, yeah exactly. it's like, it's like, there's something about it. Like enter a situation that you don't understand. Like look at it, figure out what it is, and then participate in it. Right. And R- I right. like that. Yeah. I, like, as a gamer, that kind of worked for me. It reminded me of being like in a weird shrine in Zelda, mm-hmm. where it's like, well. Now I gotta skip if right. I want right. to get my spirit. Order. Oh look, this rock hits here, and then it rolls here, and it rolls here, and then there's this flash of light. Ooh, what's the puzzle? Where do I? Yeah, escape yeah. rooms. Totally, Adam. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like it's like. Well, what's the most obvious thing to do? It's almost like overly simplified. Like human instinct is be like, where's the hidden trick? And like their game is just like, well, what what do you see everyone else doing? Just do that. You <laughs> right, know? Yeah. It's like you have to get over your own desire for things to be more complicated than they are, which yes, is kind of yeah. interesting. Yeah, the Starfleet people are overthinking it uh, right. right away. Right, right. Which is kind of hilarious, actually. And and I do, like, I really appreciate it, and then I do have to go, but the, also <laughs> the tension in this episode between Starfleet's way yes. and mm. everybody else's way, and yeah. especially that's, like, in the... Um, yeah. Between um, Krimin and Odo. Yes, Udo. exactly, yeah. exactly. The like, Starfleet regulations that. tell you you can't push a few buttons. buttons. <laughs> I yeah. love that moment. Uh, right. Actually, they do. They do, yeah. yeah very probably. specifically, you can't just break and enter. Yeah. But I love that he does that and ends up back in Quarks. <laughs> and right. then, what's his name? Fallow. Fallow just like gives him a look like, uh-huh. I know you yeah. broke onto my uh, shit. Totally, and it's I don't okay. care. Because yeah. it's just a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah this is like part of the fun. Yeah, and you can't beat my game. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed this episode. But, yeah. um, <laughs> alright. I do have to go. 1 to 10, what do you rate it? Very fun. Oh, 1 to 10? Yeah. Well, it's tough because <laughs> I, I don't have... I've only seen 7, 6 episodes. I missed one. 6 episodes. Yeah. That's okay, you can rate it in that context. But in that context, I'm giving this like a 6.5. Nice. Maybe yeah. something uh, yeah. on, like on that I side like of the range. I like it's it. A lot better than a three. <laughs> it is! Did you give it a three? No, no, no. You, no, we four. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. You I gave the, last the other one, one a yeah. three. Yeah. yeah. I, well, again, if I watched it conscious, maybe that, would, that <laughs> might help help it. Well, yeah. it's, it's we, we watched Mulan Home like this morning, so we were it's wide awake. It's very fresh. Yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah. It's all about context. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Okay, well, maybe I'll tune in a little bit from, Great. from my family's home. It was good to see yeah, you. Yeah, nice to see you, Andy. I will... Ooh, I probably won't be in town for the next Doug Space Nine. It's going to be two weeks. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. be in New York, but I, yeah. hopefully I'll tune in. Yeah. Cool. Bye. Bye. I'm transporting her. Yes. We've got to remember not buttons. to beam ourselves into space again because we had to restart the whole thing. It's show. cold out there. It's freezing. <laughs> and it's hard to breathe. We'll see. Oh, yeah. Okay, so Amanda was saying uh, one of the main issues with DS9 versus TNG 
They always resolve the story with one last scene on the main deck or in Picard's office, usually. And DS9 just cuts out. Yeah. Which is so true. They've done that several times where, like, they're like, shrug, and then the episode's over. Right. It's like, oh, you just dis- disintegrated that guy's brain that's yeah. in the box? Okay, well, Even this one raises so many things as far as when you think about the uh, first contact with the species and right. sort of this weird thing they went, and then that's it. They just, they're done. They go yeah. away. I love that... I love this episode. <laughs> I love that they start with this, like, serious first contact situation. I love that, the first of all... Dress uniforms. Uh, Jake Sisko's back. Yes. And we haven't seen Jake in a couple episodes. And he's here to and curve on the fucking, ladies. <laughs> he's so good in this episode. He, it's like his acting is so natural. Yeah. And yeah. It, you know... I'd like, say for a kid. It's Yeah. Like, the look on his face when Odo accuses him of watching the Bajoran girls... girls. Yeah, it's. I just. I just love it. I just think he's so good. No. But, but what's the deal with the uh, with the dress uniforms? Because Cisco's like, I haven't pulled this out in years. Right. My understanding is that they don't even own shit. They just like replicate things yes. when they need them. Right. But you're saying he lost one. It's like, well then, replicate one. You yeah. Fucking. You're incompetent dresser. Go to your boyfriend's business and get one. Yeah. Go. Uh, there was like a deleted line about having Garrick make him a new one. Right. It's like replicate one. Go to the fucking replimat. <laughs> it made no sense to me that they couldn't mm-hmm. replicate him in a uniform. Like mm-hmm. it, uh, my understanding of uniforms in the past has been they they just have an unlimited supply. Yeah, because they just replicate new ones. Like if that weird backwoods dude that was frozen in space for 200 years wants a guitar, Data <laughs> just can just one, replicate one for make him. Make one that's got like sunny and glittery stickers written on it. And <laughs> that replicator went into some elaborate detail on that fucking guitar. Yeah, that strange fellow replicated me this one. That's my that's horrible accent. I like that character. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I love the fact that like they show up and like, where are your games? Quarks. <laughs> Take us to Quarks. Quarks. So this is first contact, yet they've already obviously had contact with someone else. Yeah, I mean, Quark probably has his feelers out all over the Gamma Quadrant, where he's like, if people are coming through and they like games, they like gambling, send them to me. (laughs) I love that. I I thought that was fantastic. And honestly, I kind of like, I would be that way too. You know, if I came to a new, oh my God, you found him. Yeah, that's the... (laughs) That is awesome. If the if they can replicate that guitar, they can make Julian Bashir. They can make Julian a dress, no doubt. (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah. So I love that they're like so obsessed with the games. I love that like they have this run of luck and Quark tries to cheat them. Yes, of course. Quark has a button and like a a whole system worked out, like a nonverbal cues to give to Broik. I think was his name. Broik. Yeah, but the cue was this: like hand this thing, and then just like. Yeah, just like don't let go for a second. Right, and yeah. uh, the thing I wrote down for myself was like Quark is a clumsy cheat. <laughs> yeah. He is just because like here, here's this button. Like it should be a remote that he can do from the bar, you know? Yeah, totally. But yeah, I love that he tries to cheat him and gets mm-hmm. caught. Gets and caught, then, right? He doesn't care about like, first his contact. punishment is that he has to play this chula. <laughs> right, this game that everyone in the Gamble Quadrant hates. Yeah. So then they all get stuck inside of the game and. <laughs> The first thing that Cisco does is angrily try to open every door. Yeah. It's like but, this one now, this one now, but then the last one works. I don't know. His his approach was better than Bashir's, which was just to go ah ah ah. Bashir's just like ah ah. ah. I'm trying to wake myself up ah. from this nightmare, and he's like, "Haven't you ever tried to wake yourself up from a bad dream?" 
What is that? I don't know. What? That makes no... He's trying to wake himself up from a bad dream by screaming with his yeah. arms over his head while standing against a wall. Ugh. No idea what that is. Again, Bashir really starting to annoy it's me. Really not good Starfleet level problem solving skills. No, he's not much of a thinker. Mm-hmm. And le- he's like a good doctor, but he's bad at life. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was... A- at first, I was a little bummed that Odo wasn't stuck with them, because I'd love to see that story. Yeah. But then you get Odo's whole story of like trying to solve the case and figure out where right. these missing people are. And Odo's difficult to put into puzzly or any... There's a lot of situations that I think the writers have to specifically avoid putting Odo in because of his shape-shifting. You know, mm. there's so much stuff. And, and the nature of, like, well, does he, if he doesn't have lungs, is he going to suffocate on this gas? Yeah, we like, need people to cough. Odo doesn't have lungs. Right. There's all He's kinds out. of stuff that get wonky once you get the shapeshifting involved. Residual evil Bashir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he thought he was still Rayo Vantico and he was trying to wake himself up from that. That's what was happening, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, DS9 brought currency back in, which is a part of this where Quark is assigning value to gems that don't right. seem to be anything unreplicable, you know? Yeah, he's like, you want our our pleasure, our clapping sticks? He's like, no. Do you want our... Do you want this gross Our nectar that's super rare? No. Take the juice, Well, then I guess you'll have to have our precious gemstones. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the Wadis seem like just giant trolls. You know? Yeah. They're fucking with people. Everything about the Wadi is smirking and knowing. Like, (laughs) Yeah. And I think that they're a species that is shown to have what must be like really powerful technology and then they're using it to just be like assholes <laughs> with games which is kind of fun I like it and know? I have another headcanon theory that they are like preternaturally lucky they must have some kind of because mm-hmm. by all accounts Dabo is a random game right it's not a skill game the the Chulo the game that they play is clearly a random based game right. and then somewhat of the skill of the people who you teleport into the game who do they play this game with on their planet a lot of questions but I'm thinking that they as a species have this like luck field around them because until Quark Jimmy's with a thing they were killing it at roulette which is impossible do you think Dabo means double that's a, that was the first time that it made me think of that. Yeah, he's like he's doubled again, again after right. after a Dabo. If Dabo doesn't mean double literally as a translation, Dabo indicates a doubling. <laughs> so it, it yeah. effectively means double. Yeah. Yeah, I like that theory about the luck. I, I kind of buy that. No. I just love the smarmy, like, we we know better than you because we know how to have fun. Yeah. That just they kind of give off, which I really like. I think that, like... Taking yourself too seriously is a fault in many situations, and, and learning how to like laugh and have fun and like give into the game and enjoy it is yeah. kind of a cool message in the episode. And they've got they've got fun things where like I don't know, fun fame not the right way to put them, but one of Follow's lines that stood out to me was him saying like some people will never understand this, but other people will. I don't know, something about appreciate the game or, or I don't know what it was, but it was, it made me think of he's referring to the moment that's happening and the broader concept of like the Wadi and this episode in general, you know, it's mm. like a multi-level quote. I should have written it down given that I'm putting this much weight on it. <laughs> I really like Primin and Odo working together. <laughs> we talked about that transporter moment, but like, he's like, I heard that they had a late party last night. He's like, have you ever lost a commander before? Like, Primin's not worried. He thinks that people were out drinking, I guess, but there's... Primin goes, it's like whiplash. In the last episode, Primin <laughs> is like, 
Starfleet regulations say this, and this is what the way the thing should be. Okay, I guess if you're going to be the boss, I'm going to listen to you. Next episode. Oh, no! <laughs> Welcome to work! Oh! Hey, where's all the commanders? I don't know. Just chill out, bro. Yeah. Out of my bro. <laughs> I feel like his performance wasn't very good either. No. Like, he was good in his first episode, but the second one, he's just like, well, shucks. I'm bad at my job. <laughs> I guess maybe I'll listen to Odo, but yeah, Ali G, we're missing some people. Hey, That's probably a problem. You're the boss, Odo, not me. Now I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what do we think of the games? Like, what what, what did the, we have? Let's see. There's Alamoraine. Alamoraine, But isn't right. there something before that? Mm, no, it's Alamoraine, then the drinking, yeah. and then the next game is rock climbing. Well, there's the there's when Bashir gets killed by those sparkly lights. Oh, right. That's, which is just like randomly taking a piece seem, off the board. Well, that seemed more like a punishment, not like a, uh, a game. That didn't seem like yeah. there's any way out of that. Like, in the outside game, he loses the piece, so then they're just showing you how that happens inside of it. Right. I guess that's not a game. So yeah, Alamoraine's the first one. Uh, for me, okay. Uh, what what do, <laughs> Jumanji rules? <laughs> what, what do people in the chat think about Alamoraine? Are you for it or against it? Like, is it too dumb or is it just dumb enough? Wait, no. You see, do you mean Alamoraine the game? The the hopscotch the, the game. Hopscotch one. Yeah. Okay. Them having to hopscotch their way through, which for me is just like a wonderful moment of them all like hopping and sp- Alamoraine, then two more Alamoraine. Here two four or whatever the words you're, are. You're getting zapped by. Almorane, count to four. <laughs> Almorane, then three more. Almorane, look and see. Almorane, just like me. <laughs> Boom! I'm out. <laughs> Boom! High five. Wow. <laughs> I'm really impressed and uh, kind of disappointed in myself I didn't even for not learning finish that. Starfleet Academy. <laughs> Kick me out for replicating marijuana. Like, that's a crime. Whoa. That's a good idea. <laughs> oh, what's really fun uh, is watching this again, uh, paying attention to the girl that's doing the, the young girl that's doing the oh, yeah. hopscotch thing. The poor, the poor kid, poor kid. I- in real life, you can, there's multiple scenes where you can tell that they just ran her through this a few times and filmed it, and then they didn't care she quite got it right. Yeah, I know. Because they're supposed to follow her, and then she's doing things like, Almorane, then three more, Almorane, <laughs> look and see. She just is like mixing up the hand signals. She's like, Almorane, fuck me. <laughs> but th- and I'm guessing they're dubbing the song on it, because the song is perfect. Yeah. But her hand movements, it's its kind of adorable. You're just I want to like, see the Whoa. casting call for that kid. <laughs> All right, can you say Alamorain, mm-hmm. put your hand up, skip. Skip. And then say, then three more. <laughs> and then when you do that, hands on your hips. <laughs> and then Alamorain. <laughs> and like, I already forgot it again. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, you're still stuck at shop one. I'm. No, you're at shop two. Thank you. <laughs> Only children start a chef. I do wish that the other games had been as weird yeah. as Alamoraine. The games were terrible, yeah, honestly. Like, there's, 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 being in a smoky room and drinking alcohol is not a game. It's You walk into the room, yeah. someone yells drink, the object of the game is, is to, to drink. drink. <laughs> yeah. How is that not the child level? It's the antidote. Yeah. It doesn't I don't know. It, <laughs> I, that was like ah, a little frustrating. Yeah. But but then you get to the the weird rock chasm at the end where I really felt like they ran out of ideas. Oh, and they, it, it is, goes on indefinitely. It is padding, padding. Padding, yeah, right. totally. It's you, like 
Are you into Mystery Science Theater? Uh, I haven't seen that in forever. So there's a classic episode where this movie, there's like a, it feels like nine years of it, but it's like a huge chunk of the movie where there's no dialogue and there's just two characters or multiple characters climbing on rocks. Uh And it's excessively long and then the running joke is they just keep going, rock climbing! (laughs) Rock climbing, everybody! Yeah, uh, to each other, and this is what this <laughs> is literally what it is. It is literal rock climbing that is just them like carrying each other around. I think what they're going for is in the game, Quark makes a move where he has to sacrifice one to save two. Right, that's right. like his last thing, and he refuses, and he refuses, and then they're like, "We'll just make the computer pick who's going to get sacrificed." So it's like but tension. They're who's play- going to die, right? But then their players basically subvert the rule of the game and they won't let one of them sacrifice the uh, game has set up the scenario where like one of you is injured the other two can get away if you sacrifice yeah. this person then they choose not to do that so and then they, they all lose. lose right yes and it, but it took me oh, so long to put that together i never put that, that there's together. there are levels of this game where it is random but it is also which pieces you put in you know what i mean so yeah. if you put in some schlubs who are just idiots, then they're, you're probably going to lose the game no matter how well you roll. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think that also that they took 10 minutes to do that didn't explain it well. Yeah, it's way too long. Yeah. But I like that interpretation of it. I never picked that up. Mm-hmm. I really like that a lot. I feel solid about it. I feel like it's not. I think you're can. right. I think you're right. Yeah. I feel like that's in there. Ooh, that was a, <laughs> <laughs> a little Rectigeno fluster. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I love that moment where Kira is trying to get the attention of everyone at that party. So she picks up a plate of food. She's just like, I need to get everyone's attention. Plate of food. And just like slams it on the ground as hard as she can and starts screaming. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. I love uh, it. Yeah. There's so much silliness in this episode. Uh, Here's, this is my favorite uh, impression from the episode. Diallo! <laughs> Come along home. <laughs> Shop six! <laughs> That's uncanny. <laughs> you could have played that part. Oh, it was... Mm, yeah. <laughs> I, love, I love this episode because it's weird. It's like... So unforgettable, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was... For me, this was a standout episode of season one as a kid. Every time I've watched the show again, including this time, I'm like, yeah, this absolutely stands out to me as, like, yeah. one of the more enjoyable hours of the show. It's one of the few 90s Trek that is so tonally like classic Star Trek. Yeah. Where it is just like, this is... What the fuck is going on yeah, here? This and is why? weird. But also, in a way that classic trick didn't do where you it feels like they really they didn't think about it too deeply but they at least created an elaborate illusion of this culture i mean the the clon pegs as much as making fun of them (laughs) you see them later on this whole entourage when they after they start busting out this game they start handing these out there if you look in the background they're all handing them to each other and there's this whole ceremony thing they know what they're doing it's like they have They've all played this game. Right, before. right. This is this is nothing for them. This is like right. well, they came armed with clon pegs because they figured this was going to happen. <laughs> and it's just I don't know. I like that kind of little a little flavoring of of their culture. Yeah, I also just like when Star Trek does stuff where the other society is so different from ours that it just like 
we can't really make sense of it, right. and it's almost it's almost like absurd nonsense. Yeah, like I, that, I buy that. I'm and like, it's, yeah, it's, I, it's a it's a pure. Uh, this is not used as an analogy of anything in our culture or as a critique of anything. There, I don't think they're even like, oh, this is the problem with taking gaming too far, you know, or being obs- nothing. It is just a weird thing that they're dealing with for no reason, literally no reason. At the end, they're like, it didn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> this there were no stakes. Right. So let's talk about that, because I think a lot of people, I mean, even reading Memory Alpha, a lot of people have complained that there are no stakes in this episode. The writer complained, because the writer, like, did not want that. Right. The writer wanted it to be real. Right. um, But then you can't, I mean, you can't kill Bashir. Right. Yeah, you don't, and you don't know there's no stakes until the end. I like it. I... I actually really like it. I think it's cool that like none of the characters and none of the audience really knows there's no stakes until the end. But yeah. then when it's over, he's like, "It's just a game." Like, right. Of course, it's just. And a then game. it's kind of fun on a rewatch because then you're yeah. like, "This doesn't matter. These guys are all being goofs." Yes, you can kill Bashir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you think? Did you did you like it being all uh, all a game? Oh yeah, I absolutely. I love this episode, but not necessarily because I think it's a good episode, but right. because I think. It, because it is hokey, it is it is all the hokiness of classic Star Trek, but done in ninety Star Trek. So I, I, I maybe there's a level of me that basically loves it ironically, sort of the way that I half serious and half ironically love Threshold. Uh, <laughs> but there's you know this episode does so many things that are just just bizarre and out there yeah uh but it's fun it's, it's so fun i yeah. love it and what my favorite thing about this episode is that like there's a style of storytelling where you kind of plunge people into this like imaginary adventure mm-hmm. where they're all looking at you like this is crazy i have to get out of here but then they have to kind of like learn to work together to get through it it is very labyrinth yeah um, it's a little bit like star wars almost like yeah. you plunge these people together in this like bizarre situation and they have to kind of wisecrack their way through it. Solve some puzzles. There's like a sense of adventure in this episode that has been lacking in the show up until this point. Like this episode is exciting to me and adventurous in a way that nothing else has been besides maybe the pilot. Yeah. So for me, it's a breath of fresh air uh, and it also kind of for me, it's also a show that could only happen on Deep Space Nine. Like this, this couldn't happen on Next Generation. You know, like you need quirks. Yeah. Like you need to have um you need you need the situation where you have Odo who's not following Starfleet rules, right? Like there's a couple things that I mean I guess you could do it. You could do um, it. It would be a, the nature of it would be different, right? You know? it, it wouldn't be as good yeah. on on TNG as it would be on DS. It would feel and also it would feel very jarring. You know, I think here it does work because of the weirdness of the Gamma Quadrant. You know, yeah. this is also setting us up for like yeah, the Gamma Quadrant has some really goofy aliens. <laughs> Totally, and yeah, uh, you, you know, thought the like, Cylon dog helmets were weird. Remember the chase in TNG where you find out about like the panspermia oh, yeah, of the yeah, galaxy, yeah, yeah, yeah. where the founder—it's not the founder, but it's Salon Jens who plays yeah. the founder and looks kind of like her. Mm-hmm. Uh, planted life throughout the galaxy. That's why everyone looks kind of humanoid. Right. Apparently, that happened in the Gamma Quadrant also because these fuckers look so human. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I'm okay with that. Like, it's one of the classic hand wavers of Star Trek. Of totally. Like, hey, is it just like a budgetary thing that everyone just has? Re- no, 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 no. There's a panspermia theory behind this. Yeah. Okay. But I, I bought that. I don't know. This just, it's just fucking awesome. It's fun. It's yeah. like I love it. <laughs> it's goofy. Can we rate it? Because I'm like curious. Yeah, Do you have notes? Oh yeah. Let me look at my notes. Uh, Welcome, dumbfuck John. Last night you died? I don't believe you. 
I don't think you'd be typing that if you had. Oh, um, the, the yeah. Apart from my questions of like who plays this game normally, the one thing I wrote is that uh, that Star Trek, uh, no, sorry, Starfleet. They need to have basic like. I don't know what you would call them, uh, uh, scripts running in their computer. So, like, if, say, the commander of your space station leaves the space station but disappears, like, from his quarters... Right. Just disappears from his quarters, that should raise a flag to someone. You shouldn't have to have someone later on go, where's this guy? He's not right. on the station. Oh, when did you check out? Oh, he didn't check out. He just disappeared. Yeah. Like, that they, should set off an alarm. Biomonitors, like, that should set off an alarm, yeah. definitely. So there's there's a lot. Once you, I've been rewatching TNG. And there's all kinds of stuff. You're like, yeah, that definitely right there should be a thing when the computer detects that because it knows about it. Right. You just need a, a, a script running in the background. It seems like the computers on DS9 don't work as well as the standard yeah, Starfleet they, that's computers. A, they'll just be like, oh, it's the Cardassian uh, hardware with our software, uh, Major Barrett. <laughs> Although I don't think it's Major Barrett's voice. On, on the station. It is in the runabouts and in the uh, Defiant, but I don't think it is on the station. Okay. But I'm not sure. Uh, oh, I just had a thought and I lost it. Hmm. We're going to rate the episode. Yeah. Um, I'm saying how they needed to have scripts because someone disappeared. Yeah. No. I I was just thinking about Odo and Primin and how I'm sad that we're not really going to get more Primin. Yes. Like, I, I'm curious to see if they mention him. Again, I, I don't think so. I think it's this is the the episodic just, nature. He just disappears. They just like needed a fill in for O'Brien when he was doing a movie. Amanda agrees with what I say. Yeah, it's the first for everything. <laughs> no way. The we club to lock the ship up. They should. <laughs> Can you imagine it just across the pylon? It's just like fucking gigantic. <laughs> we'll be back in a week. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, all right, you want to rate it? Let's do it. Okay, let me make the poll real fast, and then okay. we'll rate it. Straw poll rating one, two. Nope, I did it wrong. Fuck, I started on two. <laughs> nope, I did it wrong again. Oh boy. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Nice. Create poll. All right, my friends. Time to rate. There's your there's your poll. Doug, what do you think? What do you rate this episode? You're giving it a seven. A seven. Seven bars of gold pressed latinum. Yeah. I was debating seven, seven and a half, but this is another one where talking it out, I think, dropped it down really? a little bit. Because as much as I like the, this episode, the, and the fact that games and gaming is the central, one of the central aspects of this episode, everything about the games is ridiculous except for Space hot Hopscotch, which is in itself its own kind of a fun ridiculousness. Yeah. You know, and there's, there's, it just, if gaming is the central thing, spend a little more time on it, you know? Yeah, I agree. I, I want to rate this really high, but that, that's hard. Right. Um, if it had been, a, like, up until now, I didn't care that Dabo was space roulette and it was just random. This episode, without any explanation, they make it like someone's gotten good at Daba, you know? And then even Quark in the game that, as far as he can see, is just dice rolling. He's like, no, I've figured it out. <laughs> you haven't figured out shit. Right. Yeah, I love that Quark... I love that it all comes down to Quark's instincts, <laughs> but he's wrong. He's still wrong. And he gets yeah. them all killed. Or is it know? that when Odo blowed on them, he did it out of spite? He did a spite blow. Oh, Odo's blow is so good. He's like, blow on it. He's like, I don't want to blow on it. Blow on it. He's like, 
Fine. It's <laughs> like the, the most spiteful way you could blow on something. So he ruined it, really. He's just bad air. Yeah. Okay, I gotta rate this too. I haven't really thought this through. I bad my instinct is like an eight. Yeah, because that's fair. because the I love like the sense you talk of about it like it's an eight. I love the um, I love the, the what's it called the. I, I just like the message of this episode. You know, it's just like have fun, play games. Oh right, right. Don't right. take yourself so seriously. Yeah. There's no moral quandary. There's no. There's no Star Trek debate. There's no right. thing. There's no analogy to current culture. Eight. Yeah, I'm going eight because I gave an eight to Dax. Yeah, and I would rather rewatch Move Along Home than Dax, That's even cool. though I feel like Dax is a better episode. Yeah. So I feel like an eight is good for me. Okay, view on the results. What I do we got? I love how. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say. Wait. I love how out of the norm we are on this one. Uh, th- I can do this math in my head. Right, four and a half. Four and a half. Yeah. Damn. We got three and six, so it's four and a half for the chat. Wow, chat is not as wild about this episode. Yeah, four point five. <laughs> okay, we need nominees for favorite character. Favorite character, so uh, Fallow. Fallow, Quark, Odo, Odo, Quark. Uh, let's do all four that are in the yeah, game. Yeah, Cisco, Cisco. Bashir, Kira, Kira, Dax, or Jedzia. Dax. Uh, maybe Jake? Yeah, I mean, if you do Jake, throw in Primmin. Primmin. I really do like his, oh no, <laughs> he's such a goof. Day two at D-Space 9, he's totally relaxed into the post. Like, yeah. Yeah, you're right, you know. Does it, this is not like what we learned in the Academy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just chilling out. Hey, Super Hamster, what's up, man? Super hamster. Uh, yeah, Amanda and I definitely disagree on this episode. <laughs> what do you What do you not like about it, Amanda? I'd love to hear more. Um, okay, there's your poll. Vote on favorite character, and let's hear from Doug. Favorite C- Cisco. You know, Cisco. Ama- no, 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 no. I oh. was repeating. Uh, Cisco. Amanda said Cisco got them all killed. That was uh, right. I right. love Move Along Home. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. What Cisco the, got them all killed because yeah. he refused to leave Dax behind. Yeah, which is interesting because yes, and that's the exact kind of thing in every other situation in Starfleet stuff. They always show people like we're not going to leave anyone behind, but it always works out. Right. This is the one time they're like it doesn't work out, and then he still gets a freebie. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. Uh, no, Fallow is my favorite character. In this Fallow. One. Yeah. 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 Fallow. Yeah. He is. Move along. Home. <laughs> Fallow is really great. Yeah. Uh, I really like both Odo and Quark in this episode. And Fallow. Oh, this is tough. <laughs> I think Quoto actually is going to end up a lot. <laughs> I think we should make Quoto an official, an official character. That's, that's their dynamic. Yeah. It's going to be also like Bashir and Garrick, where it's going to be, you know, Barrick. Barrick or <laughs> Basharic. Barrick was the word no, to go. Barrick yeah, is better. Sorry. But I also I really like Fallow. Yeah, it's. I'm going Julian Bashir. All right. No, I'm fucking kidding. I'm not <laughs> going Julian Bashir. Yeah, it's, it's um, a kid again. He's my favorite. Yeah, I I would go Quark except for his begging scene. Like, Quark, oh my god, Quark is so oh great god. in this episode except when he's like begging to not have to choose who oh, dies. That is so it's just so painful. It's so bad. Yeah, it's and that that is one where on the rewatch it's like oh this is tough because you know that it's all just a game and it it's weird how 
incapable he is of just like you know, I don't know. It's 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 a strange character trait. Yeah, it's, it's he's so wormy. Yeah, it's weird. I'm going Odo. I'm yeah. going Odo again. You yeah. know why? Because like. When Odo's like, I I'm I don't give a shit about Starfleet regulations. They stole our crew. I'm gonna beam over to the ship and take care of business. And take care of business. And he's like on the case. I really like Odo in this episode. I'm going Odo again. Adam says, Quark, a pant a pantless porky pig if Quark shows ears? Is he like a pantless porky pig if Quark shows ears? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Imagine Odo shifting into Quark as a joke. That is <laughs> awesome. Yeah, Bashir's once again an idiot. It ends so fast without any closure, totally. Yeah, yeah, there is no closure. It's just like, yep, it's just a game. Super gaming hamster, uh, super hamster dancing game, whatever. <laughs> Missed it earlier, uh, the clon pigs, the sticks. Yes. Uh, those are uh, sex toys that you use to clap. Wow, we got 100% of the vote on Quark. Wow. For favorite character. That's interesting. That's, yeah. I'm I'm into it. Yeah. All right. That's one of the few multiple hundred percent votes. That's I don't think that's ever really happened. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and now we're doing best performance. Let me make a poll. Who do we want to nominate, my friends? Probably the same batch of people. Odo, Fallow, Jake. Yeah. Cisco, Dax. Kira. No, I accidentally made it. I have to start all over. Fuck. Okay. Oh, you can't edit it. Nope. Best. I accidentally hit enter. Performance. Ooh. Okay, what do we do? Odo, Cisco, Dax, Fallow, Quark, Bashir, Jake, Bashir, Kira. Uh, that's it. Can't be anymore. Uh, I think that's it. Unless they want to do uh, Primin. What's his name? Primin. I call him Neville. Neville Longbottom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Primin. That's good. That's plenty. Okay, best performance in this episode. Mm -hmm. Hey, what's up, Trap Lord Huey? Welcome. Best performance in this episode. What do you guys think, Doug? What do you say? Uh, Fallow. Fallow. Yeah, All right. I liked it. It's, he did. What uh, do you, do you have his name still? Oh, I thought you did. Oh, right, you do their real names. Yeah. Right. Okay. Joel Brooks. Joel Brooks. Yeah, I thought that his performance was. It's a. I think it's a fine line that you see in Star Trek in general, which is where the character as written requires a certain level of hamminess to make it work. Right. For example, all of the Cardassians. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you can do that, and it's just like like you can Bashir it and just be evil Bashir. It's just so bad. It's just too. It's the wrong kind of hammy. This guy hit the perfect tone of hammy. I feel like he either was told that the subtext is like, yeah, it's all just a game, you're just totally fucking with these people, You're it's pretend intimidation, but it doesn't mean anything, or that's something that he intuited and brought to it, you know? Yeah. And I really like that. And the thing, like I keep doing, shop six! <laughs> it, all of that could so easily go wrong, and to have it not go wrong to me is, it makes it a real good uh, act. Yeah, it makes I it a real totally good I totally agree with you. Hey, Mr. Leon, what's up, dude? I totally agree with you. Yeah, he's so good in this. I I was feeling like I might give it to Quark when I was watching this mm -hmm. until that begging episode, which is or begging moment, which is a little over the top for it's me. Bad. It's kind of that's like hammy in a way that's not bit. 
Mm. But like his pure joy and glee at the opportunity to win jewels, yeah, is yeah. so palpable. It's so always want to talk about franchising. That was cute. I love that, and I think Odo did an amazing performance in this episode, also. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like it's the best performance. Yeah, it's weird, but I feel like uh, Surik Lofton. The, as Jake I haven't seen Jake in a couple episodes and he had so many moments in this that felt so natural to me yeah and so like what like what a natural kid actor mm-hmm. I was really impressed with him in this episode okay but Fallow also just has this like weird yeah presence this like smarmy but but affable presence it's internally consistent yeah I'm, I'm going back and forth between mm-hmm. Jake and Fallow I just I'm gonna go Cyril Clofton. I'm gonna All I've right. done him before, yeah. Uh, as best. You can stick with your heart, baby. Yeah. I just really like every moment he's on screen in this. It just feels so natural to me. Yeah. Okay, and chat. What does chat say for best performance? Let's view results. Oh no, we have a three-way tie between uh-huh. Odo, Cisco, and so we have a Quoto plus Cisco, Benjamin Quoto, Benjamin Quoto. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah Unless one more person wants to vote. Help us out here. We can leave it up for a second, right? Yeah. Well, let's do mushroom ratings. Mushroom ratings. And, and then come we back can to come this. back and check that. Otherwise, it's Benjamin Quoto. Yeah. I mean, that's not bad, to yeah. be honest. So, when I first, first saw this, uh, and then uh, uh, earlier rewatch, I would have thought, like, this is like a eight mushroom episode easily. <laughs> Watching it again... It's not. It's, it's not. It's I don't not. Think it's so. it, this is this is squarely like a two or a three, you know, because holodecks and transporters and all this are just you know background Star Trek technology. There's right. the only thing here is that they're using these pre-existing things in crazy fascinating ways. The one thing that for me that crosses the mushroom threshold is when he opens the game and it just replaces the Dabo table <laughs> in front of them. It's like, whoop! Oh, did it replace the table? I thought it was, I was like... It's like on top of it or something? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I thought of it as like they just happen to have an open space there. Now I want to yeah. watch it. Because it does just pop into existence. Yeah, that's that like... Yeah, that's a weird... Cross the mushroom threshold. So I give this like a three. Three? I mean, yeah. The rest of it like makes sense to me. They're in this game in... in it's they're, in they, their minds. No, they're on the ship. They're on their. They're, 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 they're on the. They're on Fallow's ship. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like they got beamed over there somehow, and are right. I had thought like before, maybe it in was a like holodeck some, on Fallow's ship or absolutely, something. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I think it all works. I think it all makes sense. Yeah, I had before. I thought it was like some interdimensional thing, and that's when it gets into mushroom territory for me. Yeah. Okay, let's check best performance again. Okay. Oh no! <laughs> no! Uh, now it's a four-way tie. Kira uh, got voted for. Bless you, whoever okay. voted for Kira. Benjura Quoto. <laughs> Wait, Kira Major, No, it's Major <laughs> Benjamin Quoto. <laughs> Done. Uh, I delighted myself with that one. Done. <laughs> All right, awesome. Okay, guys. Well, we made it through two more episodes. So yeah. we started three today instead of two. How'd you guys feel about that? Good, bad, don't care. And then Doug and I have also talked about trying this show on Twitch, um, which I keep going back and forth about. I'd love to hear what you guys think, if anyone has a preference about where we're at. Because if we do it on Twitch, we would just post it up here after the fact. Um, well, who's Mr. Leon? Hi, Mr. Leon. Yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm real bad at streaming Leon. Mr. Leon says come to Twitch. The reason to go to Twitch would be that, um, like, with game streaming on YouTube, like, with other streamers raiding and with people looking up things by game, I feel like it's 
relatively easy to find a game stream, but this, it's like just lost in a million, <laughs> like. On which, a million other en- like entertainment streams. Which platform best supports two assholes talking about Star Trek? Yeah, exactly. And I feel like on Twitch, I, I've never tried a talk show on Twitch. Um, oh, James says Twitch is bad for chatting. The chat gets erased. Oh, you mean like the actual live chat? Yeah, that's true. Is that like when you leave the page and come back, you can't see what the chat was talking about? Oh. That's actually a really good point because for this show, I think being able to see the chat is really important. Amanda says she's not a mod on Twitch. Uh, she is. Oh, I'm not You're a, a mod. mod there. You will be next time you. Next time I see you. I thought I made you a mod, but all my mods are the same on both. So if you remind me, and I'll make you a mod. I'm streaming there later tonight, so we can do that tonight. Make you a mod. Yeah, we thought about thought about doing Twitch because I feel like Twitch has this like infrastructure for chat shows where like new people might be able to find the show. Um, I'd love to be able to like grow the audience for this show the same way the game streaming has been growing. Uh, and we got a we got a raid today, which was great. Like that's the first time we've ever yeah. gotten new subs during this show, which is exciting. Did they they all left though, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah we scared those assholes. We scared off. them away. <laughs> hey, gamer! They're just talking about Star Trek. I yeah, go. totally. But I it might be fun to try on Twitch. Yeah, when you reload the page, yeah, it's so annoying. Um, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. Or but I also like I have a much smaller viewership on Twitch as it is, so I don't know. It might be worth a try. Maybe maybe we experiment with it next time and see how it goes. I don't have to make these decisions. <laughs> well, why don't you guys let me know? Like, uh, send, Let us know in chat right now, or if you have any thoughts you want to share with me on Discord. I always really appreciate those things. I make the memes. That's my job. Oh, the memes! <laughs> That's how we gotta... How is that for subtle? We, we gotta get the memes. I forgot to pull them up during the break. I always forget That's that. Good. Are you gonna play a game, too? Well, I'm. Or you uh, got things going because on. I'm streaming on Twitch tonight. I mm. do need to take a break okay. and grab some food, so I don't think okay. no, I'll be cool. able to play a game with you today, unfortunately. No worries. But what I want to do is get that cartridge of that Deep Space Nine game. Yeah. It just felt so good. It yeah. felt so right to play that game at the end of the stream. <laughs> okay. What am I doing? I'm gonna pull up these memes. Make a straw poll. Oh, there you go. That's a good idea. Okay, oh, let's make man. a straw poll. Yeah. And then, did anyone have a feeling about the time starting at 2 or 3 p.m.? How did you feel about it? Yeah, I'm I'm, going to be late no matter what time we start. (laughs) Uh, Twitch? YouTube? I was going to put a joke, but then someone will vote for it. People will vote for it. It's going to fuck things up. It'll fuck things up. It's going to put Twitch. YouTube or my butt. Yeah. And I was I was just like, people are going to pick my butt. And that's not helpful. You maniacs. Yeah. You usually at work, so anytime. Oh, nice. One twenty-one in the morning? Oh, damn. Mm. Well, I know Amanda's falling asleep, so that's one yeah. vote to keep it at 2 p.m. <laughs> um, and, like, we can talk about what's easier for you with traffic and all that, too. To it, it doesn't matter to me. It doesn't at matter this point, to you. Yeah, okay. I'm still perflexible. Cool. Perflexible. Still perflexible. Um... Oh, yeah, the memes. I'm like, what am I doing? Oh, <laughs> I forgot to. Okay. I got to add these. Add an image. Oh, add yeah. source. This See? is why I need to do this on break. Browse. Downloads. Oh, yeah. Try not to accidentally pick something inappropriate. <laughs> you got to sort that shit by date. Here we go. Uh, that's the... Next. So, this yeah, one yeah. first? Yeah, that's from... Uh, it's so big. Oh yeah, thank you. 
when the centrist shows up. If you want oh, my yeah. opinion, actually, I don't. <laughs> That's what Cisco says. Right. Hey, what's up? What's up, Austin? Good to see you, man. This is my take on political dis discourse on Facebook. <laughs> and then don't forget, there's a link in the description to follow the Doug Space Nine Instagram where all of these memes are. And more. And more. I crank out way too much Star Trek nonsense. Yeah, I've been, you've been doing a lot more than I expected. It's awesome. Is it this one? Yeah. <laughs> this one. I enjoyed this one. Okay, I gotta shrink it. Just cover my face. Okay. Oh my god, I love this! Oh, I, this is awesome, because I was going to say, like, who do we think is who? <laughs> well, let me delete this other one. Yeah. I already solved it. Okay. Oh, you did solve it! Oh, so this is Kira. This is not what I signed up for. Hmm, you are a sweet-looking piece, Dax. That's Bashir. We know that one for sure. Because they, they removed We him. saw that yeah. one removed. Um, this is serious, Julian. That is Dax. Yeah. If this was baseball, I'd already won, so that's Cisco. Yeah. I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. I totally wanted to pull up a picture of the four of those and say who's who, and you <laughs> fucking did it already, you genius bastard. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Have you? I forgot. I always forget to thank Odo, Kira, and Bashir for just sitting so still and watching us on the view screen Thanks, the whole guys. time. I really appreciate that. If I put up the chat on screen, it would make up make up for Twitch erasing the chat for new viewers. That's true. Um, I've had issues with uh, chat being on screen in the past. I've had things that you can never erase. I got really lucky once that I didn't have chat on screen during a stream when someone posted something that I would have actually had to have removed the stream forever from. So I'm like pretty hesitant to put chat on screen ever again for that reason. Um, someone call us handsome bastards. I know, I love it. He's right. <laughs> We're both. Okay, let's ch check this poll. Well, two to one YouTube to Twitch, hmm. so... Right. Inconclusive. <laughs> we might try Twitch one of these days, or maybe we'll try, like... Maybe we'll do, like, this stream, but not about the Deep Space Nine episodes of the week or something. Yeah. As an experiment on Twitch. You've got a streaming empire to run. <laughs> yeah, streaming empire. <laughs> right now there are five viewers. We lost, like, half of our audience as soon as we started wrapping up. That's my <laughs> empire, my friends. <laughs> Um, I don't blame him. Yeah, I, I just, I just love, I love doing this show. I'm having such a blast doing Me this too. with Doug, and that's I, great. I want to find the best place for this to live to make it grow. And if this is where it is, then that's awesome, and mm -hmm. we'll keep it here. But it might be fun to experiment with Twitch too. Yeah, um, play Star Trek games on Twitch. So I'll, I'll let you guys know in the Discord. Make sure you join the Discord. Here is a link to that. I always post the streams. Uh, I always post my announcements and everything in Discord. Um, yeah, so we're not going to have time to play any games today because I'm going to be streaming on Twitch in a couple hours tonight. I'm going to go take a break, make some food, mm -hmm. and then I'll see you guys later tonight on Twitch. Except for Amanda because she'll be asleep. Good night, Amanda. But yeah, you guys rock so much. Thank you. This is you. a blast as always. I love it. I feel like I'm forgetting things about Move Along Home, but... Oh, yeah. But it's, it. it's good. It's a solid episode. Yeah. Just watch it. We'll do this next time. Yeah. Oh, the other thing I'm thinking about is releasing this as a podcast. I'm still uh, yeah, thinking still about that. Still go back and forth. <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of want to try it, but I don't know if I should do it on my existing podcast feed or make a new one. So I'm still right. struggling through that. I don't know. I might never do it. We'll see. But yeah, thank you guys so much for hanging. I really appreciate it. Uh, you guys rock. We will see you all very soon. Now we can beam ourselves into space. Transport to space. Oh, shit. I, I didn't transport our voices, but I transported our bodies because I disconnected our minds 
from our bodies because if you don't I mean if you don't have enough earwax your mind just slips right it out it just slips body. right out yeah, yeah my glial cells are inside of the computer now. yeah it's disgusting alright I gotta clean it up because your glial cells are all over everything <laughs> holy shit it's gross warp speed <laughs> okay bye guys and that is going to do it for another episode of the Space Nerds Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you. We'll see you for our extra coverage of Star Trek Picard again in a couple of days. Until then, stay nerdy out there. Space Nerds is listener-funded through Patreon. To support the show and gain access to bonus content, sign up at patreon.com slash Podcast. If you love this show, help us spread the word by sharing it on your favorite social media platform or leaving us a positive rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you can find our show. If you have a question or comment you'd like the Space Nerds to discuss in the next episode, email us at spacenerdspodcast at gmail.com. To browse our complete library of episodes or check out my sci-fi synth-pop music and music videos, visit my website at jessemercury.com. Keep it spacey, baby!